Stuff be like this. Stuff be like this. Speaking of stuff being like this, guys, welcome back to the weekly anime recap. Brought to you by thelamontyshow.com. Hey guys, how is everyone doing today? Things things just want to be going wrong today, guys. I'll tell you that for sure. That's that's how it's being today. <laughs> oh, they, cer- they certainly do for me. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, just, how, how are you Just doing? remember, if you're having a shit day, someone else is also having a shit day. So you're not alone. This be true. Well, guys, I hope you're all having a great day anyway, great evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you may be. Time zones, right? And uh, we're back with some more episodes of anime reviews. I don't know why I said episode of anime. I should have said anime episodes. It'd be like that. It's it's one of those days. <laughs> don't hit on this too hard today, guys. Uh, but I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, happy Monday to everyone. As happy as Mondays can be. <laughs> yeah, does anyone ever have a happy yeah, Monday? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd be impressed if someone had a happy Monday. Uh, I'm going to hit it off this week, guys, letting you guys know that we've had two removals from the normal schedule of um, the anime reviews. I've knocked off Revenge and Ayakashi Triangle. Um, both failed the three-episode rule. So... That's well. That's what I put on myself. So I will no longer be speaking about either of those. Apologies for any of you who were enjoying those. Um, there's no easy way to say it, but I was not. <laughs> but again, it'd be like that. But anyway, how was your weekend, Dev? Uh, the weekend itself wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been having a pretty shitty Monday. Uh, it's one of the reasons we started late because uh, shit came up. Also, the fact that like shit came up, so I couldn't finish all the shows I meant to watch this week. Um, I'll be doing a double episode next week. I only missed one, so we'll be getting a double review, two episodes reviewed next week. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not one of the. Uh, it wasn't one of the top ones, so I feel. Uh, yeah, it wasn't one of the top ones, so it's not going to be a huge miss, I don't think. Um, but I've, I've watched uh, all of them now, uh, at least the first episode of every show that I will be reviewing, uh, excluding Near Automata. The only one that I've yet to see the dub come out for, uh, and the other one being the Angel Next Door, which we still don't know if there is a dub coming out for that yet. Um, how are you, Mike? I'll, I'll I'll forward you on Star's question. What's for dinner tonight? What's for dinner? Uh, fish and chips with some Irish curry. Yeah, I'm only about halfway through because it's absolutely huge. Um, but yeah, Man, that's what I had for dinner. <laughs> But the joke I also had chippy. Wow, we're in sync, man. We're in sync. We really are, man. We really are. Uh, but not the baby. I'm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not doing too bad. I'm not doing too bad at all. Uh, That's good. It's, it was. Here. It was a good weekend. Spent quite chill. I mean, living upstairs at the moment because downstairs is freezing as per usual. Uh, at the moment, anyway. Um, but other than that, no, it's, it's been great. I've just just about managed to get through my reviews. But this week, guys, we do not have a character versus character. We will be uh, going over the results of last week's, but uh, we'll do we'll do something different for next week. Something make it a bit bigger to make up for not having one this week. Uh, it's just been just been one of those weeks, guys. It's just been one of those weeks. Uh, if you haven't already, guys, please make sure to check out the website. We do have uh, last night's this week in gaming episode, which I only managed to catch the end of um, last night, unfortunately. So I also will be catching up on that. Um, and for those of you who do not know, there will be a podcast after this one uh, at 6 p.m. EST, 11 p.m. BST. Um, 
where they're interviewing. Now, I, I need to remember this. I need to get this right because because Lam sent me this in DM and I will kick myself if I get it wrong. Um, they're f interviewing the former community manager of Limited Run Games um, who basically, I believe, made some comments on Hogwarts Legacy and showed some support for a uh, certain person, Carol Lynn. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see her discussion as someone who's uh, very much in interested in the Hogwarts Legacy game and controversy shall we say even uh, i'm excited for that later guys so please check that out later on today i didn't even know we were doing that look at that no yeah, there, there we go there we go um i also just saw that lamb is currently working on the newest anime review uh it's room he's reviewing your name uh so i want to know um lamb what do you think of my name do you like my name is it a good name we shall see when it comes out <laughs> can you give us a little teaser are we looking at a thumbs up or thumbs down I have to wait I've, for a second. I've, I've, I've seen your name. I've got I've got my opinions. <laughs> You've seen my name? Yeah, I've written it down before. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you need to give Dan a smack in the back of the head for me. Uh, no. I mean, I would, I would have a... to leave my house and walk about half an hour to then knock the door to get Charlotte to answer and then to give him a smack in the back of the head. This this is a safe space. We do not condone violence here. So the answer is no, not because I don't want to, not because I'm, I wouldn't, <laughs> just because I'm too lazy. <laughs> the only violence we condone here is anime violence, when it's a really good action scene. Which there's been plenty of today, guys. Um, for those of you who may have missed the title, I'm very much fanboying as per usual over a certain farming sim anime, basically. And we've got some hot, uh, no pun intended, My Hero Academia review. But... That's, that's that for now, guys. That's that. So we're going to hit it up. We're going to go straight into it uh, with our first review. Hopefully the sound is muted because I'm an idiot. Or is my... No. It's, you, it's already technical difficulties. Already, really? I, I've also just noticed... Uh, look, so I was having a look through, like, glancing at some of your reviews earlier. Mm -hmm. um, they're all sort of fairly normal. And then there's High Card, which is about, like, two sides of fucking A4. <laughs> look. Well, High even card. the fucking farming sim isn't that long. High card this week slapped completely. Um, I did have some, some long ones, like My Hero was quite a long one, and Farming Life was quite a long one, but he is right completely. When I came to High Card, it was like a hundred different things, and I was like, okay, okay, this this is good, this is good. So let's uh, let's pop on that trail in the background first and foremost. So yeah, guys, uh, High Card, we're to start with this one this week. Well... Uh, Path of the Sword, and that's what the, this episode was all about. Uh, we find the Ace of Spades in the hands of a young girl. Could it be, could it be around the age of five or six uh, in the flashback, anyway, as we find out. Um, and now, now it's owned by Motorhead, right? Of course, mate, of course. Because it's the Ace of Spades! Oh, sorry. Don't get copyrighted, man. No, yeah, don't get copyrighted. There's um, no way you sound like Lemmy, but yeah, no. you don't get copyrighted. <laughs> Uh, but a strange-looking dark aura seemed to engulf the girl when she uh, picked up the card. Uh, her father seems to explain, like, look, you need to train in solidarity. You need to train to be self-sufficient and to not rely on anyone to, to stay uh, by yourself um, before you can wield this. Uh, I'd like to add the opening still slaps fucking hard because that's where the opening hit and it's still brilliant. Uh, and then we cut to the modern day and it's, it's the girl that we know. Um, or at least I don't know her name yet. Oh, I forgot it. But she works for High Card. She's the only girl who works for High Card. So it's about her. So the flashback was about her. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So obviously your whole solidarity and whole uh, isolation shit, you didn't go along with in the end. Um, you have friends. So we learn... Oh, friend! <laughs> oh, friend. 
Um, we learn slowly that the girl's a klutz and has the worst luck. Uh, we find out then her name is Wendy. Um, and she's get, she gets like her shoes stuck in a drain as she's running along. She misses her bus. She falls down the stairs. She, she has all sorts of the worst luck on um, the first day that we see her in, in this from this episode. Um, meanwhile, we then get to uh, High Card's base. And we see our boy has stolen a customer off of the, the other guy who uh, who is the red suit. Um and they, we, we find out the customer, just there's a small little tidbit here, works for Apple Link, an upcoming IT firm. I just <laughs> found that hilarious. That that was that was nice. That that was that was funny. Um uh, and so then they start to go over the taboos of um high card. So what we see but we see before they went over this was the next couple of days of the girl slowly getting better, getting to work slightly earlier, but still not being on time. So the taboos are punctuality, tardiness. Don't let Wendy draw her sword, and don't let Wendy have too many drinks. These are all taboo. The four <laughs> taboos of High Card, uh, and P- Pinnacle, which is uh, the the face of the company, the car company that they run on the outside. Sorry, can I can I interject with, with just a question? So there is this this big uh, how would you say like not like AAA company, but you know this big legitimate firm, and it has four rules. Mm-hmm. One of which is don't be late. Mm-hmm. One of which I forget what you said the second one was, and then two of their rules revolve specifically around Wendy. Yeah, and those are company-wide rules. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I find more interesting: Wendy with a sword or Wendy with a drink. Well, you will uh, you'll find out because she does both in this episode at the same time. Uh, not at the same time. Oh, uh, man, at the same time is like she's going to go fucking Super Saiyan three if she does them at the same time. Oh well, <laughs> Super Saiyan Blue is going to be amazing. So it cuts to another flashback, and we learn the father saying to Wendy, um, "Look, if you're not trained in these aspects, that I said, in isolation, solidarity, etc., you the card's gonna over is gonna overpower you." Um, so the company get together, they're having some drinks, and we learn Wendy's basically an alcoholic. Um, she drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks, and that's why she's late like every day because she's always waking up with like a hangover or something. But she is starting to like have an internal struggle with herself, feeling like, I'm a member of High Card too, so why can't I do anything? Why won't they let me fight? Blah, blah, blah. And she's not the only one. They also don't let um, uh, Love P off on missions. We don't know who Love P is yet. Uh, so we're like, oh, this is strange. Okay, interesting. And then a robbery hits, and Wendy's like, I finally had enough. She goes with the guy in the green suit that you can see in the trailer, and they head on over um, to assist uh, after Chris with his regeneration ability gets a full clip uh, off of a, like a submachine gun loaded into him. He's fine. He's still talking on the phone, but he's just, like, incapacitated. Um, and then we see it happen. So Wendy is, you know, she's there, and she's, like, fighting. Uh, she summons the Ace of Spades, um, and she's, like, play. And a samurai sword appears in a sheath, a white sheath with a red ribbon. And instead of having gloves, which I thought really cool for her, like every other character has had so far, she <coughs> got gloves, what looked like um, bandages underneath... Or up to her wrists on a forearm, and then braces, leather braces as well, all appeared. I was like, okay, that that's cool. That's that's some good shit. Um, and I was like, okay, this is awesome. She's a high heeled samurai, and she beat all these grunts in high heels without ever drawing her blade. And then we find out what happens when she does draw her blade. Ah, so she's fighting the leader of these grunts. He's called John Doe, and he has the four hearts. 
The Four of Hearts allows him to multiply his body into what is basically clones. For anyone who doesn't know what, what this is, why this is funny, John Doe is ba basically like one of the name, few names that you use as a reference to say, oh, like John Doe down the street, or it's um, it's also a very common alias. Uh, so that's it, why that's uh, funny. I find it most commonly used uh, to refer to essentially uh, a dead person who is yet to be identified in like crime shows that is yeah, this person's been idea. this person's been missed but they've got no id it's a john doe yeah that's where i hear it the most yeah so th those those are those are the most common scenarios yeah um and so he's basically basically like saying he's a nobody but he can have because there's so many nobodies out there there's so many of him um and he has basically clones that appear out of scars on his body, and it seems he can have like a limit of five or six of them at a time. Now, when Wendy draws her sword, not only does she become slightly evil, uh, she becomes bloodthirsty. Um, she will attack anyone nearby, friend or foe. Her chest pops out and breaks her shirt. Um, she somehow gets instant makeup, um, and the sword takes over, and that's when we learn that the sword is actually Love P. So Wendy and Love P are technically one person of the same. Love P is the card and the sword and the energy that's taken over her when she unsheaths it, and Wendy's the person. When I tell you that it was a glow-up of glow-ups, it was a glow-up. <clears throat> now, her personality also shifts completely. Like, she starts becoming flirty, she starts becoming ruthless, and she'll attack anyone, like I said. So they, they defeat John Doe easy. Um, and then the Vine guy texts the other guys, and he's like, look, emergency LAP, which uh, stands for a card's name, Love and Peace. Um, and yeah, she she literally goes up to the guy in the red suit who can uh, regenerate uh, with his ability. Was it Chris? I think it's Chris. Um, and he just, she could just slashes into him, just slashes him. No, full well, he will die. Just keep slashing into him. Um, she was able to break out of the strongest safe safe in the world within two slashes, thanks to um, little blonde kid's ability as well. Remember the money one that we saw last episode, guys? Uh, yep, he was able to spawn a safe on top of her, and she broke out of it easily. Uh, the guy with the vine stood no chance. But our main character, with his shittest ability, was able to stop her, because to stop Wendy, you need to get the sword out of her hands. So she blocks his first bullet, shoot, she shoots the second bullet, before she's got a chance to like flick it away. So it's still, it's rotating against the blade, but she hasn't pushed it away yet. He shoots another bullet that hits the back center of the first bullet, and then another bullet onto the back center of the second bullet. So it's like three bullets in a line, pushing this sword with this precision aiming, which was a very cool touch. Uh, to the point where it caused so much um, friction and so much uh, force that it drove the sword out of her hands. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a brilliant episode, guys. It was a very awesome introduction to Wendy and Lap, um, or Love P, or however you want to refer to her. And I also want to add that the ending theme is brilliant. Uh, I like I like um, very few, I'd say, ending themes, because a lot of the time they don't fit with the, the anime. You know, they, they're usually something that's funny. And, you know... <sighs> Whilst this did do it, like, it had all five of them doing carpool karaoke. The music was already good for one, which is a shock for an ending theme, for one. Um, but I just thought, yeah, it's really nice to see them, like, hanging out together and having fun. Uh, and it's a nice little touch. So, yeah, don't, don't miss out on uh, High Card's ending theme either, guys. But, yeah, all, all in all, brilliant episode. And, uh, it's, well, that was episode four, so it's going fourth of all very strong so far. I have a question. Ask away, sir. The guy, the guy that throws the marbles, what's his card? Um... Okay, I think it's a diamond. Okay, I have a prediction. No, it's a heart. It's a heart. Go it's on. a heart? Yeah, it's a heart. Uh, 
Because yeah, it completely throws my prediction out. Mm. But I'm going to say that um, spade cards mm -hmm. give you weapons. That's my prediction. Like every spade card is a weapon card. Sorry, I was having a drink there. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. <clears throat> I was also choking mid-drink. So the problem was when I was choking mid-drink, I had to have more drink to stop the choking. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah uh, that's, that's a good prediction. Yeah. Because I, I was trying to think about it as you were talking. I was like, well, the guy who's split himself is like the heart. So maybe it's related to like, you know, the body or the soul. Um, if the marble guy is hearts, I don't know what hearts could be. But if, if suits mean things, then I think that's what spades mean. Spades means weapon, from what I've heard you talk about. Mm. Um, Give me two seconds, because if the guy has got hearts... Um, well, remember, his ability does affect the body. Uh, not only does it allow him to regenerate, obviously, it also allows him to... Uh, he's, he's, got to he's got to eat a lot afterwards. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. Maybe, maybe hearts is body-related. Um, What's his name? Who was who was the guy who had luck? He was a diamond. He was he was diamonds. I remember he was the three of diamonds. Okay, so I'm wondering if diamonds is something to do with games then, because from what I've seen in the trailer, like one of the other diamond cards has um, uh, like dice on it, so maybe it's to do with like games and and luck and something like that, and then that would just leave whatever clubs might be. Maybe clubs is elemental. I don't know. So Chris, which is his name, he has got a hearts card. He is the five of hearts. Uh, that is interesting. Marble guy? Yeah, that, oh, Marvel, oh, Marble guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marble uh, guy has the five of hearts, is it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you ma you manga readers might know something that we don't. Um, if there's a manga for it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, interested in, I'm interested to see if there is anything to do with the suit. Because it'll suits. be... Yeah, hmm. I feel I feel like that is more that that won't really have an effect on the plot more than it's just you know it's world building stuff. Yeah, different suits have different you know genres of ability, but I, if they do that, I think that would be kind of cool. And and you said that the the ace is the highest tier as well, so the the Wendy is like the most powerful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Wendy is definitely uh, has one of the strongest cards, but obviously there's there's a price for it. I mean, taking over her. Yeah. Yeah, it's also interesting if you know if it's known that like a uh, suits beat out other suits. So you know if if, if a certain suit is uh, a number of an equal card is more powerful than others. Like, is the Ace of Spades the most powerful or is it the least powerful Ace? That's, that's true. That's true. I didn't think of it that way. What I also find interesting that we that we learned here as well is that they can be passed down. Because uh, the father also had the card before Wendy did. Because mm. if you think about it, like gambling, you know, if you've both got the same pair, yeah. Um, Spades does summon weapons only in the manga. Thank you, Star. That is interesting. So maybe there is logic to this. Possibly. This that's, is that's, interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, but like you know, if if like in poker, you both get like a two of a kind or a three of a kind, it then comes down to the suit. So who has mm. the best suit? So, um, or, well, not specifically with two of a kind because it's that's both suits. But, you know, if you've got like a, a straight or something like that, it also comes down to suit. So it'd be interesting to know if they also prioritize <coughs> suit as well as card number for strength. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, hmm. Because I'm, I'm trying to think. So, like, the diamond suit from what we've seen before, so we've seen the seven of diamonds, which is never no dollars. Uh, which allowed him to use money to replace something else. And I, we saw the yeah. three of diamonds, 
which was so it's like some sort of gambling or something maybe possibly money luck gambling uh we also steal the ten of diamonds as well unlucky pocky um which makes it we always have good luck as well uh, that was the but that was also that also came with um the fact that it allowed his body to harden as well i think uh, if I remember mm. properly, that was the guy who was riding on top of the car on episode two. Uh, mm. If I remember right, yeah, that's that's an well, interesting theory, especially if uh, if it's confirmed with spades. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's like if Star's confirming that, but I think what Star's saying is that in the in the manga, spades have only summoned weapons. Whether or not they state that, or that's just what's happened, but it'll be interesting to know if that actually comes out to be a plot point. I'll be in- mm. I'm intrigued to find that out. So I look forward to hearing your future review. Interesting. <coughs> <coughs> Moving on from that, guys, we have Malevolent Spirits Mononogatari. Yeah, that one's always a bit of a mouthful to say. Um, where do I go with this one? We had some great action scenes in this one, guys. Um, you was basically playing hard to get for a signature uh, to allow him to stay. We saw a half Mohawk guy with a very cool design, and they seem to be after you. We found out that her ability was like to summon like long pillars of like spikes. Um, that could impale an enemy. It was how do I how do I put it? It was very much I'm 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 not sure how to put it. It felt like it was lacking something. The combat was br- brilliant. I know that's not how I spell scenes, it's a typo. Um <laughs> fuck's sake dab. Um yeah, it was it, it was lacking something to like the last two minutes when they were monologuing about the two main characters. It this is the first time they've dropped the ball so far in the, I was very confused about where we were going with it. Like the episodes themselves, the action itself was great. And I understood the case of, you know, she wants, he needs to get her signature, but some of it was very left field. And like the people chasing her, it wasn't really explained why or who they are. Um, very interesting, but at the same time, very confusing. Uh, but they did echo what I said uh, when we first started watching anime and it tells a parallel story between the two, uh, how one character is very distrustful of Mononogatari, um, and uh, how the other character, the girl, is extremely too trustful. And they say, you know, it's, it's only right that as spirits bring them together because they could help each other and carry out each other. One needs to learn to be less trusted and the other needs to be learn to be more trusted. Classic um, balance in the universe. Yeah. Uh, but it also seems like a hint at the end. Like There's like a lot of shadows behind the girl as if maybe she's like attracts the spirits um, to her as well, which is which is another thing. Which is something I speculated at the start, so we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I hope they pick it up next episode. That's fair. I, uh, you know, yeah, some, some anime sort of can, can be a really strong episode and sort of teeter off at the end. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, hopefully they pick it up uh, and keep going because from some of the stuff you said, you seem to be enjoying that. So I hope it gets better for you. Oh yeah, 100%. And, and, and for those who wanted an explanation, um, we have a document here with our notes on it. And as Mike was reading it, I realized he'd spent the word scenes wrong. So I corrected him on that, which is why he said he knows he spelled it wrong, but he didn't hear anything because I just typed it mm-hmm. at the end of his notes. Yeah, you see... Um, before Dab joined us here, uh, Lam used to do the same thing. Except he'd meet me through the episode. Like, change a word, maybe, or uh, add some notes in just to try and make me laugh when I'm trying to go on an episode. And, yeah, here I was thinking, oh, Dab wouldn't do that to me. Dab, Dab, Dab wouldn't do that. No, never mind. <laughs> I was just trying to offer you some constructive criticism. Some constructive criticism. 
Yeah. You're trying you to teach me how to spell. <laughs> yeah. But if you're getting taught how to spell by dyslexic, you've done something wrong. <laughs> this is the truth. So, the next one, guys. I wish I could give you more, okay? Because it was a really good episode. Um, Honestly, actually... I'm not sure why I read such a small review for it. Because it definitely deserves more, right? That one needs to go because we're no longer reviewing that um, show. So, have I gone ahead? Or did I not open this one? Apparently, uh, I didn't you've gone ahead. The next one is Reborn the Master. Yeah, there we go. Reborn to Master Blade from the Hero King to Extraordinary Squire. Yes, this is the one I was just talking about. I was just on the wrong trailer. Um, mostly because <sighs> the episode releases like. 20 minutes before podcast and it's really frustrating so again single episode review because we didn't get to review it last week now we learn of a secret cult now we're going to take down the floating city and his people now the guy who stopped them the paladin uh, remember i said like the other person was the girl who works with him and our main character is a battle junkie who's been reborn that guy was offered a place in this cult and he was like you know what i'm gonna take it and it's i say cult but it's more like a rebellion uh they don't want to be ruled over by this floating city anymore because their people mistreat us they they basically can choose whether we live or die and <laughs> And it's it's very much okay. So there is people who are not happy with the current situation. Now, the fight itself was brilliant. So this guy, when he clashes his fists together, could summon big electrical beasts like electrical lions, tigers, panthers. Um, I think he also summoned a rhino. He likes his cats for sure. Um, and he can hit hard as well, but he really underestimated our main character's strength like everyone else does just because she's got no rune. Uh, but forgetting that she can obviously use Aether, uh, which is the magical essence in the air. Um, which makes her, like, as strong as the people on the floating sky. Then we find out a little bit later that the guy who she fought at the start of the series, the, the Baron's son, uh, who she embarrassed, who then killed a girl in the last episode uh, that we reviewed two weeks ago, he was accepted into the floating sky and, um, you know, became one of their people, had a rune encrusted on his head, and that was that. Now, when they were about to fight, something actually burst out from the uh, the house, and it's him turned into uh, one of the beasts that have been attacking the cities that have um, basically, like, demonic. And we learned that um, the guy who joined the cult has a drug that you can turn these people into these horrible monsters. I'm like, well, why would you make this in the first place? It's kind of a, kind of becoming a bit more suspicious as if there's more to it than meets the eye. Now, there's even more awesome fight scenes, even more awesome powers. Great. What really piqued my interest was when we went to the next city over when we aged up about two-thirds through the episode to 15 years old, and they're about to go to the Knights Academy, uh, where... The one girl is about to become a knight and our main character is going to become a squire because she's got no crest. Uh, and they encounter another person from... Uh, in the village they stop in, sorry, uh, on their way to the main city. They encounter that the leader of this village was someone from the floating sky that I keep forgetting the fucking name of. But she's actually a good person, so they're not all bad either. Uh, obviously, guys, there was the obligatory uh, bath scene, um, which tends to happen. You know, we, we've got the obligatory bath scene, hot spring scene, beach episode... <coughs> you all know how it is. Lamb's been through this with you guys before. Um, so yeah, it was a very good episode, to say none the least. And uh, for those of you who like a bit of fan service, that was there too. We know you do, you massive horn dog. It's okay, we don't 
<laughs> now, what I've been excited for and been waiting for, and going to let Dav take this one away to start with. Um, he, yes. He, he, he. Go on. Adventurers who one. don't believe in humanity will save the world. <coughs> I enjoyed this a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, I was also very surprised to find out that um, Tomo-chan plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, a few of you will get that reference. Um, so I, the first thing I noticed was that uh, the episode starts with a voiceover, sort of explaining the world. Immediately sounded like the guy who did the exact same voiceover for Fairy Tale. I checked it; it was not, but it just sounded so similar. It was kind of um, unreal. Um, that so obviously you know we've got like the four main characters. Um, they've all got sort of you know really sob st real sob story backstories. They've all got sort of vices. They've all got their um, you know they've all got their sort of crypt not so much kryptonite but they've all got that thing you know which their their addiction the things they're ashamed of. Uh, and I don't know what the fuck is going on with this like crazy glow stick like fan dumb shit that he turned into. I thought this was a fantasy world, and then they're fucking raving with glow sticks. I was like, what the fuck happened there? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was, I was getting into it. Uh, I, re I really enjoyed the intro. I thought the intro was really good. Uh, it didn't really sort of give away too much, but it really did set the tone, so it was quite nice. Um, I was really surprised when that girl group came back up, like, when it wasn't just a flashback to what he was doing. Like, it, it has relevance to the story. So I guess this poppy glow stick bollocks is going to be a recurring theme. And I'm fine with it because it just it just is weird and I love it. Um, so and he's he is seriously too obsessed with that woman. Uh, the amount of her. So so he goes to this concert, buys all of the merch. Uh, and when I say all of the merch, his room is filled with it. Like it's it's absurd. Like you imagine the amount of posters and shit they used to have in, in you know, plushies and stuff you used to have in your rooms when you were kids. He has all of that for one woman. Bit creepy, but you know everyone's got their vice. Um, and then you know, so he he's just drowning his sorrows in the bar. That's where we meet the other three characters who all tell their stop story. Uh, we've got the classic massive oversized wizard hat because you have to. You know that's, that's the way the world works, isn't it? Just if you're a wizard, your hat has to be ten times bigger than your head. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so basically they're, they're four outcasts which unite over the fact that they have been outcast, uh, which is quite honestly a message that I like to see, um, you know, I know it's overdone in a lot of stuff, um, you know, where it's like, you don't fit into the norms, so you all band together, but I like to see it because, you know, that was, it's, it you know, I, I experienced that, I, my group of friends I formed because we were outcasts, so I always liked seeing these sorts of shows so this is why i'm enjoying this at the moment uh you know and, and it's 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 a good message um obviously we know that the um the one of them the the oh crumbs what's the word the posh one the wizard so she comes from a noble family she's got like a gambling addiction uh we know that the priest uh or ex-priest or cleric i should say the ex-cleric has a um, tit obsession much like mike and the I don't really know what the Dragonborn lady has other than uh, a massive love for alcohol and being a very chatty drunk. And she's she's something got stolen from her, but we don't really know her backstory too much yet. I wonder if that's going to become relevant. You know when they because she didn't really go into her backstory too much, not on camera anyway. She she did a bit more for the cast. 
So uh, obviously, you know, the characters all meet. They all tell each other their stories. They all bond, um, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, the, the episode ends with the, the MC going, "Look, maybe we should all form a party because, uh, you know, because." Because like, we don't trust anybody, let's all form a party because we know we can't trust each other so we don't have to worry about misplacing our trust because we just won't trust each other. I imagine that it's going to end up, you know, they're going to learn to trust each other and stuff like that. Um, so, but it was good. I would, I really, really enjoyed it and I cannot wait for the second episode. Uh, according to Star, the manga was dark. So I really look forward to where this uh, where this gets taken. Yeah, I can echo that completely. The manga for this one is um, something else entirely. Um, I really enjoyed this. Episode 1 lived up to the expectations that I had for it. Um, I would put a little bit of warning on it. Not, not too sensitive, but it's some some people may find some topics um, disturbing or more, more so triggering. Uh, From the first episode? <sighs> Or on the latest stuff. So, I mean, it, it, maybe a little bit in the first episode. I'm talking about the priest backstory. Um, ah, yeah, okay. No, that's fair. The priest backstory is a reason I didn't really want to go into that in detail because of reasons. That that's yeah, that's not a pleasant thing. Um, and it, it shines a light on on the dark parts of society, unfortunately. But this show will honestly, if you guys have, oh my god, I don't want to see. It's not edges of darkness in your heart, or you know, um, some kind of you know, if, there, if there's something that gets you, then definitely one of these four may hit that nail directly on the head. Um, be it with our MC and how he was mistreated by you know, being used by someone who he thought he loved, or by but having a gambling addiction. If any of you suffer with any kind of addiction or anything like that, you know, this it's gonna. Mm hit hard these these topics hit home and they they do come back to them and tell them in a bit more depth um at least mo the one i'm i really wanted to know more about is is our dragon girl obviously uh she was more left as a bit more of a mystery at the end of the episode um which which didn't surprise me when i was thinking about how much time we had but at the same time same time kind of made me go uh okay um but it was a great first episode. I love the English voice actors, having listened to both as per usual. Uh, I think the English voice actors were very well picked for this show. Um, they they are, like I said, some very deep and dark plot lines that seem to go well the, with the tone, and especially when I watch trailers, etc. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this one goes. And, yeah, I mean, of all the anime this season, I mean, and it's not, it's not a hard thing to beat, but I'd say this is definitely going to be one of the darker um, storytelling anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, animation is is very good, uh, and I do love the the outcasts coming together. That's a, a nice touch. I echo what Dav said. There's is pretty much going to end up with them. In, in, I imagine you know coming together and learning to trust each other. Um, yeah, it's it's another one of those that should be an isekai that isn't an isekai. It has an isekai plotline, and I'm there for it. So take me take me along. Well, there's no isekai plot in the first episode. Um, you know, but we'll uh, we'll see how that progresses. I'm sure it'll get to the point where they're like, oh, they're like the most powerful team that the yeah, universe yeah. has ever seen. Well, these guy people aren't always the most powerful, but they tend to tend to be more often than not. Nine times out of ten, so you're not wrong. There. Yeah, their, their strength their strength never really came up in that first episode. No, not like not. it was all plot and story driven, and waking up in the uh, the gambling addict's room the next morning with a hangover. <laughs> which was hilarious I, I'll also echo about the fucking um, 
idle shit. I was like, that's so left field. Like, how have they got glow sticks in what looks like a kind of medievalish setting? Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm just like, what the what fuck you is going on? Glow bugs are just shoved in me into some kind of tube that you've somehow made. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. It's like I've realized watching anime that like they just like they just try and use magic to explain away why they have things which they shouldn't have. And like the prime example for that of me that I found out was Fairy Tale, where they had like portable like communication lacrimas, which are just basically mobile phones. Uh, and then in one of the fights, it's being broadcast uh, like basically on TV, and they're like. Please enjoy this in crystal clear lacrima vision. I'm like, okay, so you're just basically, it's TV, but you're just trying to say magic is doing it. So it doesn't like stand out. <laughs> just, I just choose to ignore these things anymore. Just yeah. magic does it. It's, if it, it's if something doesn't make sense in an anime, just say it's magic. Blame it on the magic. You'll, you'll get it right. Yeah. All right. Well, while Mike is drinking, uh, <sighs> the next one on the list is Kubo won't let me be invisible. It is indeed. <clears throat> So, Koopa wouldn't let me be invisible. Hmm. I'm surprised I decided to keep this one around of the ones I did cut. Okay, I'll be I'll be real with you guys. I like the story, but I cannot get over the fucking animation. I'm just gonna get my rant out of the way as usual. Kubo with the animation, I don't like it. But story, okay. Like the story for this uh, episode was funny, uh, which. It's always a good thing. <coughs> I have changed the video, Dav. Oh, well, you hadn't when I said it. Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> so, Jinto knows he's invisible to others. So no one will notice him if he speaks. Takes a little peek at a magazine, right? At a, at a certain magazine. Right? Right? Yeah, you, you guys know what kind of magazine I'm talking about here, right? <laughs> um, like a, a car magazine? Uh, no, 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 not a car. Well, I mean, it could be if you're into that. I mean, does it does it have curves in it? I mean, it has curves in all the right places. Does it have nice rims? It does. It does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does it have Does it have a really big grill? Um. So yeah, it was. But unfortunately for Junta, someone actually managed to see him, the store clerk. And he's like, wait, a store clerk's never spoken to me before. Uh, to give you guys a little bit of information why he went to this place, uh, he wanted to get a different magazine that had a uh, poster of an anime that he likes in it. And there's like all these men in the way, and he's like, okay, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then there's a magazine on top of the magazine he wants, he's about to move it out of the way, and she catches him at the wrong time, and it's a porno mag. And he's like, oh no, it's just going to move to one side whilst also probably taking a sneaky peek inside because I'm interested. Um, and she she called him out on it, basically. And he was like, wait, how can you see me? And then she re he realizes her name is also Kubo. He's like, is it just Kubo? Is this somebody with the name Kubo here that they can see me? What's going on here? Um, and it turns out that it is our Kubo's older sister um, who finds out that he saw a porno mag because he dropped his ID and the big sister returns it to the little sister who asks it to give it to him. So she's not very happy with our boy Junta. Um, but he makes it up to her by taking her out Christmas shopping with him and his little brother Saita tags along, who is the absolute cutest. That's the probably the best animated thing in this anime so far, is that the little brother is quite adorable. He's only like three or four, uh, but he's like... He's in a sharing phase, so he's like, "Do you want? Do you want some of my drink, Kubo?" And it's, it's it, okay. It sounds stupid, but it's a lot more cuter when you see it. Okay. Um. And yeah, she just melts now. 
See, it, it was it was a very good episode. And Akubo's older sister is cute. I'll give her that. Even in this animation, I'll give her that. You could tell that. Um, I mean, it was it was also interesting, again, how Tomo-chan made it into this anime. But it seems like she's just making it around everywhere at the moment. Um, so, yeah. I feel like that's giving us the wrong idea of Tomo. No, no, I, I, I'm not being a Tomo personality. Tomo was just appearance. Like, Tomo was just everywhere. <laughs> no, as in, like, I feel like she she's not someone who's getting around. Like, that's not the kind of girl that she is. <laughs> um... And yeah, the Christmas present was cute, cute as well, the exchange. That was that was nice to see. But man, this anime could have been like a solid 9, 10 out of 10 if they just picked a different animation studio. That's that's all I, I'll rant about that. But yeah, Kubo won't let me be invisible, guys. Good episode. Uh, yes, this is the right one. Campfire cooking in another world. Now, I have a lot more to say on this than I have written down. Now, this episode was absolutely hilarious um i mean first of all we started off the episode with cooking an absolutely delicious spag bowl like oh you're making me hungry a spaghetti bolognese oh it looked better than anyone's i've ever seen sorry honey i will send you a photo later it was that good <laughs> i'm in danger but it's worth telling the truth for um did it make your clothes explode off it made my clothes explode completely off no then it is not good <laughs> <laughs> If food wars has taught me anything, if you eat something and your clothes fly off, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So Fenrir goes out hunting um, <coughs> for meat, basically. He likes meat. Uh, and he brings back a ton of big animals, uh, as well as orcs, who are not animals in this world. But they are they are, they are, they are huge. They, they are evil in this world. They're not good orcs. Um, and he's like, can you eat orc? And he tries orc, he's like, oh my god, orc is delicious. So, yeah, that's that's a thing. And he takes it to the guild, and the guild are like, yeah, sure, I bet you've only got, like, some D-Ragger monsters anyway, we'll take this log. And they, they see how many he's got, he's like, oh, okay, you better take this log to the back. And he brings out, like, all these B and A rank monsters, and they're like, ah, so this must be a Fenrir. Uh, or is it just a very large direwolf? And he's like, huh, so some people are rumouring that it's a Fenris, some people are rumouring it's a direwolf. It'll be handy if I tell people it's a direwolf so that people uh, won't be as afraid. So, yeah, it was it was a very good little thing there. And he makes bank, complete bank, from all these because, like, orc tusks are handy, the rockbird feathers were handy, we had, like, pelts from other monsters... He makes a lot of money and has a lot of meat as well to go with it. Um, I bet he does. But the, 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 the funny part came was when he decided, okay, we made a lot of money. We're going to uh, order uh, some some food off of uh, my shopping ability. And he orders some prime cut Wagyu beef. And if he's a friend of Fenrir's like, this is a tiny slab of meat. This isn't going to fill me up. And Fenrir tentatively nibbles at it. And he's like, oh my God, this is the best meat I've ever tasted. Um, and I am he's, so, sorry, Fenrir goes off and he's like, I'm going to go and hunt. He has a protective ability, puts him under, like, a protective dome, and goes out and hunts. And he's able to defeat, like, things like double his strength, things that he can usually defeat, he defeats a hundred times of. And MC's like, what the fuck is going on here? I only fed you some Wagyu beef. Checks Fenrir's stats, who are already, like, level 300, very, very high stats. He got a 50% boost to all of his stats off of one piece of Wagyu beef. So that seems to be our MC's OP ability, is that anything he cooks um, gives massive stat increases. 
Which is interesting, because whilst he hasn't got many good physical physical properties himself, if he makes a good enough dish and eats it, he could be stronger than anyone. Let alone the fact he has a familiar who does all of his fighting for him, so he doesn't need to do anything. Um, half pack, you can see. Half pack. Sorry, my, my partner wanted her cookies. Um, but like that was the end of that review almost. So yeah, it was an awesome and hilarious episode, guys. And really, Mappa have outdone themselves with the animation and the food. If any of you are watching the trailer right now, you can see it for yourself. The food looks divine. Um, is it Food Wars level of quality for food, I would say, in some places? Um, but yeah, oh, some good shit. Some tasty shit by the looks of it. Ve very much so. Ve oh my god, I'd love for him to cook for me. <laughs> I'd treat him right if he cooked for me. <laughs> if you get in my kitchen, I will treat you right. Say <laughs> <laughs> that to your wife. See what she says. Hey, Lars. If you get in the kitchen, I'll treat you right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> what did she say? No, thank you. Oh. <laughs> At least she was polite about it. Well, it's, it's, it's only because she's eating cookies, mate. She's oh. not used to that plight. <laughs> so... <coughs> Moving along, we have Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max up my defense. Um, which, I mean, valid tactic. So, this episode started out with two little ghost girls trying to trap Maple, but instead, Maple overpowers them with psychokinesis. And she first grabs them, envelops them in like, this black substance, throws a lot of objects into them, and then puts a slime around them, and pops her head in, and she's like, You dead yet? And they're glitching out because it's it's apparently a, I believe the game masters who were like always watching Maple said that it was a too many items like one place overload. Uh, so they lagged out basically, um, and they're fuming again because Maple keeps do breaking the game basically, and they can't debuff her because if they debuff her, she's like one of the biggest things pulling people into the game. So it's it's like a, a never-ending ruthless cycle for them. Um, we find out that she went in there for her friend who can't go to level 6 because she's too scared of the ghosts. Remember last episode, guys, where we spoke about how they tried going around the ghost house but they didn't succeed? Well, she went back and got the boots that our friend wanted. Um, turns out the friend couldn't use the necklace because uh, she got creeped out for it because it summoned two pairs of ghost hands in front of you. Or ghoul hands, sorry. Um, which is kind of funny. Uh, and then we have me. Uh... Uh, who contacts Maple and asks her to help get her new fire skill, uh, which was basically some awesome magic firefighting. Uh, not as good as like Fire Force or Fairy Tale levels of fire magic, but still pretty entertaining. Um, and then we have the seventh event start, uh, and Sally and Maple team up for the hardest difficulty because this one's split into four difficulties. You can choose which one to take for better rewards. Uh, Doing to not have played together for a while, obviously, due to the fact that Sally will go to floor six, so she'll be on floor five. Um, and whilst they fought, I think they fought, fought three bosses. The first one and the third one were kind of irrelevant. The second one was interesting because they almost got Maple with this one because this one was the had the ability to steal skills and use them against you. So they stole a lot of Maple's skills. But they didn't realise that Maple's made most of her guild also just as overpowered as she is. So Sally easily killed the Buck Monster. Very entertaining. Uh, one thing I'll add to you, if you're a fan of like Log Horizon... Or sort of online, you'll love this anime, so I definitely recommend you give it a shot. And yeah, enjoying it very much so far in season two of Boo Fury. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max up my defense. And that's where I'm going to take a trip. <coughs> <laughs> I am. Um, 
It seems like a pretty OP skill, being able to just siphon skills from, you know, your opponent. Uh, so, they made it specifically for Maple, because Maple has, like, ten times more OP skills. Like, <laughs> every skill she owns is OP. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that they eventually thought... I mean, she can... In a, world, in a fantasy world, she's able to turn herself into a mech. She's able to turn herself into a massive demon. She's able to sit on a throne, which will heal all allies and not let any enemies near them within like a five meter radius. She's able to heal everyone from a distance. She's able to instant transmission to someone and block them. Her defense is maxed out, so no damage is ever dealt to her, really. Um, her shield can eat monsters and eat people alive. Like, it's, it's just crazy how many OP abilities she's just managed to get. Um, just by maxing awesome. out defense. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm the. Uh, I'm the excite for more of this. Now, the Eminence in Shadow. Uh, this is a three-episode review. Uh, so we had a little bit of break from Eminence. <coughs> now, where do we go with this? Well, it was the Bushin Festival. Uh, it's a fight for absolute strength and glory, and Sid's goal is to have everyone think that he's weak and then wow them with his power uh, as two reasons one it's on his bucket list to do this two because he has a massive ego as we already know uh and this to him is all of his you know he still thinks that the cult isn't real and everyone's just doing it to please him uh so his first step was to make himself look weak so he uses makeup and ruins his posture to appear this way uh and they change his voice practically using like a homer sky persona the alias he goes with here Get, get this, guys. The other he goes with for this character is Mundane Man, spelt with two N's at the end. I, I found that just hilarious. Uh, up until the fourth round, he has very funny fights, winning each one so far by hiding it behind someone else. Uh, the first one, he was so fast, uh, they thought the guy opposite him just fainted, uh, where in actual fact, he hit him once on the chin and blacked the other guy out. Uh, the second one, he snapped his neck uh, to dodge a sword. Uh, it just looked like he like clicked his neck at the right time um and the guy missed and then went spiraling and lost and the third one he sneezed he masked he masked what he did behind a sneeze where in actual fact he just knocked the guy out uh very very hilarious uh and then one of the people who was able to track him calls him out on it like when he goes back underneath the arena stops him in like the middle of the walkway and she's like, oh, I saw you crack your neck, and I think, you know, I can do this too. And he's like, yeah, okay, well, that was just me. You know, I, I needed to crack my neck, girl. Um, and he's like, you want a true warning? And then he has another edgy moment. He's like, I've always wanted to do this. He removes his braces, drops them to the floor like weights. Uh, for anyone who's seen Naruto, that Rock Lee episode, uh, where he pulls off his training weights, basically like that. Uh, and it goes like through the ground. And she's like, oh, shit, okay, this guy's got a uh, skill. Meanwhile, the blonde princess finds out that her father's been drugged and his men turned against him. Going on the run with a curse, she finds Sid in his shadow persona now. Um, <coughs> playing the piano that he learnt in his original life. And he offers a power like no other. Bit of a cheesy cliche, which basically sums up this whole anime. Uh, and he bestows power upon her. And I'm pretty much excited for the for the next episode. Oh, she's right here on the on the trailer. The blood, that blonde girl, um, he gives her power. So yeah, man, I'm very excited to see where we go. Also, guys, again, opening still slaps. Now for our favorite Yuri anime. Oh, the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. So in this one, Euphelia is sick with fatigue from dealing with her new unfamiliar lifestyle. But with Anisphelia's gentle nursing and warm words, she quickly recovers. Uh, Philia, uh, Lilia tells Euphelia, 
about her own past and Anisphilia's true intentions. My God, why has everyone got a Lilia in their name? We've got Ilia, Euphilia, and Anisphilia, uh, true intentions. Um, and it gives Euphilia an idea of who she should strive to be. But then an unexpected urgent message arrives from the Adventurer's Guild when a dragon attacks. The King's son escapes house arrest to petition the King to let him hunt it. But little does he know that Annie has already left with Euphie to kill it. As it's revealed that Annie is a gold drag adventurer. This one was brilliant. A couple of things I want to add here. Uh, it was great to see Ilya. Uh, learn more about her backstory. How she was also taken in much like Euphelia was by Annie. Uh, especially because, again, you know, Ilya is just awesome. Uh, Annie and Yuffie, uh, its dynamic is slowly growing stronger and closer. You know, they're starting to feel um, closer to each other fall for each other maybe it does that kind of thing uh which is nice to see and um, yeah I'm, I'm very happy with with how they're progressing uh one thing i like pile is actually this is actually a comment that was made um uh, in crunchy it was honestly annie's constantly ruining all plans accidentally because she's just legitimately better better than him is peak content and it's true she keeps ruining her brother's plans j unintentionally just because she's better than him and it's brilliant a uh, very good episode. I hope you guys give it a watch uh, if you're waiting for the dub. <coughs> uh, I also found out where I left off on Bleach. Out of 366 episodes there are, I'm in season 4 on episode 80. Nice. You can do it. Get through it, man. Get to 1,000 new blood war. Uh, for the next review, guys, it's over to Dav completely because this is all him. Yeah, so I re reviewed uh, The Ice Gang is Cool Female Colleague. Um, Mike had, I think, started to watch this and just couldn't. Couldn't even get through episode one. Uh, but I, I watched through it. Um, I, I enjoyed it as a whole. Um, it was... It was a very slow start. Um, I felt like the voice actors... Um, they didn't sort of have much life in their, uh, in their acting. So I was sort of unsure at the start. They seemed... That this, the writing was kind of weak and, and stilted. But as the episode progressed, um, I got the sense that that was kind of intentional to show what they're like um, outside, or to show what they're like at the moment, and they're going to grow into much more normal people. Yeah, not even the three episode rules start. I know, right? I can't believe it. Such a such a disappointment, like. Um, but yeah, so essentially, uh, you know, when you when you had like the sort of in in a monologue um, from the MC, he uh, he had a lot more life in him, a lot more. Uh, uh, sorry, a lot more uh, I don't, life in his voice. Life isn't the word I was thinking of there, but he, he had a lot more emotion in his voice. That's what it was. Uh, so clearly they are there, uh, but it's when they talk outside, it, it, I got the sense that they were deliberately holding back. So I can see kind of, I think, either game. Mike, Mike watched the sub, so I don't know. But the dub, I can kind of see if you'd, if you'd want to do it. Um, so, you know, the two... Uh, certainly at the start, the two side characters that you get introduced to when they both start their new job, uh, they seem to have more personality than the two main characters. Uh, you know, until the episode goes on and you, and, you, uh, and you get to know them better. I'm a big fan of the Fox Girl. Uh, everything is just funny for her. It doesn't matter like how bad things are going, she's having a good time. So obviously, you know, when, when he gets emotional, it just starts to snow. Uh, and if he gets too emotional, it starts to snow. It starts to get really cold. And when it starts snowing in the office, she's just there like, you know, this is fun. It's snowing. And everyone's there just freezing their nipples off. So I quite like her. She's she's really funny. Uh, so, yes, the, the ice the ice issue where he gets more emotional, uh, the more emotional he gets, the stronger the ice gets. I'm concerned about the 
about the future, about the future when he gets close to his core female colleague and he may start experiencing emotions that, he, you know, that, that a man might experience. I uh, don't know how that's going to go for him. We shall see. Uh, of course, he loves cats because, you know, the, the female... Uh, yeah, it kind of is slice of life at the moment, very much so. But slice of life with the fact that he has magical powers and magical powers are like a real thing because he's descended from a snow a snow woman, so he can actually like has snow magic. And then the the fox lady is um, I forget what it is. It was like, it was like a fox spirit. That was it. She's descendant of a fox spirit, so she actually has fox ears and a fox tail. So it's. Um, yeah, I can see why it was a snooze fest. It was very slow, but I, I, I enjoyed it. It certainly, it certainly picked up for me. I'm, I'm looking forward to the second episode. So long as they keep the, 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 um, the speed at which they had at the end of the first episode, uh, as long as they keep it at that pace, I'll be fine with it. That's fine. That's good. So obviously, the, the MC loves cats, uh, and that's obviously relevant because she has a cat. Her cat is clearly an asshole. Um, uh, she buys it this really nice sort of box, uh, like. Uh, like TV box looking thing, which is the cat's supposed to go and sleep in. It's a bed for the cat. The cat immediately plays with the bag that it, that it came in rather than the box. Uh, the next time you see it, it sleeps on top of the box because it's a cat. And then the third time you see it, it's inside the box. And she's like, oh my God, you're inside it. Let me take a photo. She, she goes to take a photo. It gets up, walks out of the box and just lies in the middle of the room. Just deliberately to not get that <laughs> photo, allow her to take that photo. The reason for this is cats are assholes, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. Um, yeah, I know, right? The well, yeah, the female MC has has a, a cat, and Mike doesn't like it, and and he didn't even give it three episode rules. Blasphemy! But yeah, the cats are the assholes. That's enough said of there. Um, yeah, let me have a look. Uh, uh, hi, I've lost myself now. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. He also says uh, real cats are my favorite when he's getting to know the colleague and i'm like ah yes real cats as opposed to those fake cats you know like those dogs in cat costumes to, to pose as a cat <laughs> do you mean real cats is cat real cats are the only type of cats i don't know what you're on about um that make much sense then. yeah uh let me see uh yeah so he can't touch um obviously because of his his sort of freezing abilities he can't touch certain things like roses because he'll just freeze the roses same with that cat I really got the sense in that moment where it was like, ah, uh, so you can't touch certain things, but you can touch me though. That's fine. I got that sense. It's it's for people who seem so sort of socially introverted, they're very on the border of just being outright sex pests. Very confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, and then and then my personal highlight of the episode was the horny, uh, the horny snowman. Uh, where basically he just creates these little snowmen around him. Uh, but they're also weapons. Uh, so his friend in the elevator was like, oh, those are cute. And then just starts getting hit by them. And he's like, they are, they also hurt. And he just, he, like, whenever he gets those little snowmen, he just starts, they hit him, his friend. He can't help it. He just gets attacked by these little fake snowmen, which is hilarious. And finally, uh, by thinking, what? So are you a sex pest by that thinking, Davin Mikey? Uh, I'm not going to get into that, but I'm definitely not a sex pest. And Mike can agree that in my personal case, I'm not a sex pest. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm just an asshole. Um, this is true. So, um, also, 
so you know and we got the sense that he's very much um he's very hard on himself he's very sort of driven and um my favorite i think my second favorite part of the episode was when the boss uh, came in and was like look i told him he made a mistake and i told him don't sweat over it but now he's like this and what happened was he'd created an igloo for himself around his desk and he was trying to fix the mistake and i'm like what do you expect an ice wizard to do you told him don't sweat about it you know he's in an igloo he's just trying to do what you said he's not he's keeping cool he's not sweating about it um but yeah so i definitely picked up at the end uh outwardly as well i felt like he started to have more life in his voice so i get the feeling they're very sort of socially awkward people and they're going to sort of learn to be more um more extrovert than introvert by getting to know each other so i i liked it i did enjoy it it yes it's very very slow um, but I don't mind that too much. And it definitely picked up at the end of the first episode. So if they keep that sort of pacing going, I think it'll be okay. It, uh, you know, it's, it might be a sleeper. It might be one to watch. But for now, it, it was pretty good. I, I will continue to... I will certainly be reviewing at least two more episodes, obviously, with the three-episode rule. Uh, but at the moment, I foresee that I'll actually be going for the whole season. Nice. Well, guys, Technoid Overmind. Ah, oh, God. See, I'm not sure how to feel about this one. Um, so Nox has become a popular climbing group in Babel. Uh, the police guys start to worry that they've uh, exceeded robot and android limitations and overrides his orders and reopens the investigation into them. As the number one rule is, all robots must not harm humans. Uh, we learn of a character called Solo, who is a human who's to spit an image of Kay, uh, the green-haired android. Um, Solo used to be a performer at the place they were visiting, uh, kind of like a theme park. Uh, which episode this episode revolved around they ended up putting on a show for the kids and the resemblance is uncanny uh however solo was definitely human uh i'm starting to speculate that maybe an these are android bodies with human consciences transferred into them uh, from the past uh which would give it a lot more sense considering the investigation the police man's been doing he seems to they seem to be that he kind of took their consciences and put them into like dolls, and the dolls give him much more robotic answers like most androids would. Um, so he starts to put two into ten, like these guys are acting a lot more human than they should. Um, but obviously these guys have no memories or anything about their creator or how they're made or anything. Uh, very funny. There was a logo, there was a cameo from the Sims logo, which was funny. I'm not sure if it was intentional or not, but it was still funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with it. If they, if my theory is proven right, and as always, there was great music at the end. Uh, they failed floor three at the start, but at the end of the episode, they passed floor three, so it was great to see. And uh, only two floors left for them now. But moving along, guys, we have uh, our best girl, uh, Tom Machan. She, she, she is my best girl from this season. I, I love Tom Machan. Like it's, you know, in a for obviously a show that I have no right relating to. It's so relatable for like school life. I love it. Uh, do you know, I'm gonna let Mike take take the first crack at the whip on this one. You sure? Yeah, you go for it. Okay, so for this one, guys, we find out that Gundo is a fucking savage to start. Uh, I just love how she turned around and she she was like at the start. The um, what's his name? Mis Misuzu. Uh, sorry, not Misuzu. Mitanabe asks Misuzu Gundo, um, for a, a question or something. She's just like, sorry, who are you? <laughs> I just I pissed myself laughing at that. Um. June seems to see Gundo smiling all the time, but everyone else doesn't seem to really see it. They're like, well, she's always frowning, or she, you know, she's always just looks miserable, and he's like, no, she's always smiling 
but it's a sadistic smile. Um, it, I found it absolutely hilarious when Gundo was going around taping people who were annoying Kurt. Um, that was so funny. I, I, it was more like I expected it to happen to Tanabin when I saw uh, Carol come around the corner and Carol's mouth was taped. I was like, okay, yeah, that's funny. So, so I, I'm going to jump in for this bit because I, I want to talk about this. It was so funny. So obviously she doesn't like something that ta like Tanabe kept talking to her. And, and she was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to tape your mouth up. And you just see him walking with tape on his mouth. And then just Carol walks past, also wearing tape. And they have a moment where they look at each other. And they both understand what's happened. And I'm just like, I love that so much. That scene, oh, that scene just, just it warms my heart. I really enjoyed that scene. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have one agree with you at all. But uh, I, Carol's my best goal for this anime. I'm sorry. You can You can hate me later. You just but, said Tomo was best no, girl. No, no. Look, I have a lot of best girls to okay, but for this show, Carol. Carol, Carol is best girl. Um, like, I, I just think that she's very cute and very sweet. Um, she She's very different to everyone else. Uh, the hug scene was, like, completely adorable. Like, how Tomo, like, wants to go around and, like, hug people, try and be a bit more girly, as, as the segment is called. And Gundo, who wants to do it, but is, is Gundo was, was just, like... I was gonna let you do it, but you now no, you just made it weird. Um, but Carol was was the only one who was like, "Yeah, you can hug me," and then it was actually going out of her way to actually hug Tomo herself. Um, and she was like being cute about it, and it was yeah, it was very sweet, absolutely very sweet. My my opinion of Carol, which is already quite high, went up, so it was it was nice to see. Um, Gunda, on the other hand, as I put here, was being grumpy as shit. Uh, because she wanted to give Tomo a hug, but didn't know how to do it uh, because of her personality. Um, Carol hilariously ended up blaming herself, realising that what had gone on here, that Gunda was kind of jealous of Carol, but it wasn't Carol's fault. And when she goes to apologise to Gundo, she literally whacks her head on the desk. Like, she, just, she doesn't even think to stop or just do like a half bow. She goes full bow and just whacks it wax her head against the desk and it's hilarious um so yeah she's she's literally stupid she, she's she's an airhead um but what what really cracked me up from carol was unknowingly calling gundo a child because gundo was asking carol a question i can't remember exactly what the question was that probably will and gundo was basically basically like oh yes yeah, so wouldn't that be childish she was like yeah anyone who's, who's done that is childish and carol without realizing because it's carol just called gundo a child and it's like, if that was anyone else, Gundo probably would have turned around and punched them in the face. Or taped them. Taped them mouth up. That sounds more right. She probably didn't tape her at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tomo not realising that June is always all over her as well was absolutely hilarious. I was like, come on, we, we're on episode three or four now. And they can tell you for a fact that June is already, always all over you. Um, no, it's, that was very funny. But then his reaction when she hugs him and he's like, it's not okay for you to, to, you to do it. I was like, okay, that's a little harsh. But his eyes said something else. He was he was just like, the fuck did you just do to me? <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was hilarious. And then Gundo's mum, uh, Akami, uh, just, just too it's scary and hot. Like, if, if they, if, if that can, yeah, well, it can certainly be put together. That is exactly what um, her mum was like. Why did I type in Gundo's mum? Can we rewind there a second? Not Gundo's mum. I even put it in our text. I meant Tomo's mum. We haven't seen Gundo's mum yet. God damn it. Um, yeah, Tomo's mum. Sorry, guys. And there was also a scene with Tomo, who was, I can't remember the girls' names. It was, it was near the start of the season where she met these two other girls. Yeah, it was the two girls. On. 
And she like confronts the people hitting on them, and she she she's like, and I can't remember if he called her like a little girl or something like that. Um, or you couldn't tell if she was a girl. <laughs> she just fucks him up. So they, him and his guys like planning to fuck her up as revenge. And he's like, she's not a girl. She's a demon. And June overhears that and just goes and beats the shit into them. Tomo, not realizing June did this, thought that Tomo did it. She's like, damn, did I really go this hard on them? And uh, calls June a klutz. And I was like, really? June was the klutz? I, 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 don't, I don't believe that for a second. Um, that was hilarious. And the, la- the last thing uh, for me uh, that stuck out to me, uh, very small and minor, but basically Carol takes Gundo um, to, I, I'm, I'm assuming at the time was to get Tomo to go and spend some time with June. Um, but Carol takes Gundo away. But before she does, to give to make Tomo look more girly, she gives her her headband um, to hold. To, which, headband is to hold her hair back. Head not headband. It's a ninja. And I've watched too much anime when you know I have to specify. You've done too much. You've done too much but when she's taking it back, she's like saying it like I couldn't. At first, I thought it was just like a random hum, but then it sounded like a wedding anthem, kind of like near the end of the the song that she's humming to put it back. I'll be honest, at the start, I thought it was like the fucking um, Legend of Zelda chest opening song. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, um, but I've just found that fucking hilarious. Pissed myself. Yeah, for me, Carol took the cake, and I was like, guys, it was, it was, yeah, that was prime Carol material. Uh, but great episode, nonetheless. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, in terms of my review, I think Mike's going to be surprised by some of the stuff I'm going to say. Um, yeah, but my first point is that Mises in the Tape was hilarious. i, I got to say it again, it was so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, so Tomo is just desperately trying to, trying to hug a girl. Uh, eventually, she hugs Carol. And I'll be honest, I'm kind of grow- Carol's kind of growing on me. I, I'm starting to <laughs> like her. She's still, she's still annoying. She is annoying, but she is growing on me. She's she's obviously she's genuine for a start, which is you know quite nice to see. Um, and also, I got the feeling that maybe Misuzu was a little bit jealous of the fact that Carol uh, is was was hugging Tomo and Tomo or Tomo was yeah. hugging Carol, not Misuzu. And Misuzu, I wondered if she's a bit jealous. Yeah, she, that was definitely jealousy ca- coming out there. It was, yeah. it was jealous of the fact that Carol was just brave. Therefore, well, she just didn't give a shit. She was just doing it. Is it jealousy, or is that a hint that Misuzu might like girls? I don't know. Mm. Misuzu is incredibly difficult to read. Um, Obviously, that's how she's designed. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I got the the feeling a couple of times through through that episode. Um, For example, when Misuzu finally is like, look, I want to hug you, Tomo, and hugs her on the roof, the way she hugs her... It's like maybe she's enjoying this to the point where she actually is maybe into women, um, you know. So it's interesting. I'm sort of trying to see if it's if she's jealous of other people being close to Tomo. Like, cause Tomo, I get the feeling that Tomo is Misuzu's only real friend because Misuzu is so closed off and just doesn't like people. That maybe other people getting close to her just makes her jealous, or whether or not you know she's actually kind of into girls and potentially partially into Tomo. I don't know. Lot to, to unpack as that goes on. Uh, I actually wrote, "Oh, Carol, don't hurt yourself." Just, I think it was intentional when she headbutts the desk, but I felt so bad. I was like, "Don't do that!" <laughs> you you you've already got like, you don't have many brain cells as it is. Don't don't start losing more of them. 
<laughs> I felt so bad for her. Um, yeah, and like I think I think on the inside, Misuzu is very kind. She's like one of those sweets, which is like rock hard on the outside, but like soft on the inside. I, I think she has a really kind heart, but I think potentially to do with her past, which we brought up in a previous uh, review, uh, potentially, you know, how she is or how she sort of doesn't necessarily, uh, like she hasn't fully explored her own emotions and feelings. I think she's become so closed off outwardly. But I think there's definitely a really nice person inside um also yeah termo's dad is actually a little bitch um <laughs> he's like he's so like buff and angry and he, you know uh, Tomo walks into the dojo like a little bit late and he starts screaming at her like you think this is acceptable and then the, their mother walks in and they're like oh yeah sorry you know I, I kept them for breakfast and he just passes out <laughs> he's just like oh he's just, like like he he doesn't like so he almost never sees his own wife and it's like he's so embarrassed to see his wife it's so weird and i'm like oh yeah okay he's just a little bitch i gotcha and also that is very clearly um i forget the proper term for it but like paralleling like tomo's parents like her mum and dad are the uh are exactly like um yeah tomo's mum is a milf tomo's mum looks a lot like tomo like they've they've done it really well um, but Tomo, Tomo's, uh, yeah, her relationship, her mother and father's relationship with each other is so similar to June's and Tomo's, um, as proven in this episode where her mother says that, you know, he's, he's sort of so nervous and shy and stuff, but if ever she got into trouble, he was the first one to, to stand up for her and by her side and defend her and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, that's literally what June did in this episode. Um, I think there's a very clear, that's supposed to parallel her own parents' relationship. And uh, I will come back to that one. Um, also, yeah, everyone in the school can clearly tell that these two are into each other um, because that scene where they actually have eating together and Tomo's got the headband in, all the other girls are like, oh my God, they're actually eating together. Are they, are they finally doing it? And she's just like, for Christ's sake, everyone can tell you're into each other how are you both so blind like <laughs> what the hell is going on like you know has has your like is your love radar coded by stevie wonder like what is going on here how are you, how are you this oblivious to each other it's insane um and i think i think oh i think soon people are going to start realizing that that misuzu is actually really nice on the inside as well so it's, it's kind of ended up on a nice note and then I want to point out the the sort of final thing to to you know to really sort of parallel with parents is that you know June found out that these five guys were going to go and beat up Tomo, uh, which they weren't going to do. They were going to go and get beaten up by Tomo, but they didn't know that yet. Uh, and he immediately just goes apeshit on them, literally like her you know was parallel between her dad and her mum. And then June is like. Oh, uh, Tomo was like, "Oh, you've been hurt. Are you okay?" And she was like, "Yeah, I just fell over." And she was like, "Man, you've always been the clumsy one since middle school." And I'm like, "Clumsy one, my ass. He's been doing that since middle school. Like, it's the it is such a massive parallel between her parents, and like, it, he is so in love with her. Like, it's absurd. And I do think with the sort of hug scene that I think the reason he he says it's not okay for her to do it to him is because if she does it to him, he can't control himself hmm. in the way that if she's hugging him, or if he hugs her, it's fine because he can sort of, 
uh, you know, he he know he's prepared for it. He's it's not going to like make him feel awkward or embarrassed because it's the girl that he likes. He's just going to be able to do it. But if Tomo sneaks up on him, he's not prepared for it, and suddenly if the girl that you really like or guy is like jumping out on you and hugging you, it makes you you know you can you don't you you your emotions can't be restrained like that kind of if you pre-prepare uh he, he can grow a bone yes uh very well said stuff uh but yeah i think i think that's why it was i think it's that he can't he's trying to ignore his own feelings uh, when she hugs him he can't his feelings are too loud so i think that's why he did it and he's he's his anger is at himself but he shouldn't have taken out on tomo but once again great episode i think i'm really getting a sense that there is a fantastic mix of comedy and also like more sort of serious slice of life moments about you know about how emotions work and stuff um the, the balance is really well done in this show and you can also completely miss the more serious stuff if you don't look for it because i think it's it's covered enough you can just watch the show and just love it for the comedy because it's very funny but as soon as you start looking at the layers it's so many layers to it it's fa- superbly written definitely definitely one to catch um and i really hope they keep making this into many more seasons and i and i say it, it's a many <laughs> more seasons. i hope that it ends on a happy note and they don't just get cancelled after two seasons and you never find out if they get together yeah i agree <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the show. I think it, I really hope we get more. I mean, I'll be real. I don't have my hopes up because I'm, I'm used to one season anime. So I'd at least to, like see something by the end of the season. But we'll, I guess we'll find out. We, who knows what will happen? We, we, yeah. we never know. My, my expectations are low, but my hopes are high. Yes, exactly. Uh, short review this week, guys, for Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Decent episode again, filled with mostly action um the girl who looks like she should be out of a prince of persia game uh kicked ass um you know uh i don't know why i written that there that doesn't make sense so i'm just gonna try and remember it off brain uh bell is pretty beaten up uh, on the floor below his party with the elf girl still the elf girl was having flashbacks at the start of the party who came down here before these guys uh, who were her familiar her family for those of you who don't know what familiar is in this anime a familiar is a group of hunters, people being adopted by a god. Uh, all all this anime is based around gods and their familiar. Um, and again, more great combat scenes. Um, there was a guy who I remember saying to my friend Fred, I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's dual wielding two tower great shields. Just why? Um, it was it's, like the two, it's like the two dolls from Dark Souls. Yeah. Um... And yeah, the, the morale is starting to drop because they think uh, Bell is dead. He's just on a lower floor. And I just want to say Blacksmith go burr. Uh, he was Pog. He's forging weapons in the middle of a dungeon. Um, just pulls out all the stuff he needs from his bag and starts forging. And this fucking Pog. Uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing more. But please, some more plot development this time. Cause this has been like two or three episodes now where Bell's just been stuck in the same place. I, I take it you completely missed what I did there. Yeah, apparently I did. Yeah, just sort of read the, read your notes again, man. I think you should I think you should carefully read through your notes when you when you review these shows. Did you write a hammer? You know? I, I I may have. Yes. That's what that's what threw me. I was like, why did I write that there? <laughs> that's what threw you. Oh no, I did it. I completely threw you off track. So in, in his notes, he wrote like you know the sentence of like here with our uh, uh, MC and his group. I just changed it changed it to MC Hammer. Completely threw him off. Success. 
asshole. Absolute asshole. I love it. It's great. Like I said, I'm I'm here to like throw you off. That's my plan. Yeah, I know. I know, mate. <laughs> On to Spy Classroom. I almost said Spy Family, and that's the wrong anime. Um, <coughs> with the impossible mission over, the team should be over, but the team wants to stay together. Uh, we had a new opening theme, which was lovely. I liked it. Uh, the new spy on the team that we met last time learned isn't very trusting. Uh, and I think it was set just before the impossible mission. Um, because she seemed to trust him a lot more in the mission. It wasn't really... Like, again, I was in I was in conversation with uh, my, my dad's mate. And I was like, I'm, I'm quite confused watching this. I can't tell if it's before or after the impossible mission. It didn't tell us. So I'm, I'm going to assume before um now whilst they're still trying to beat teacher to get better at being spies she goes to do her own thing uh we learn the misfortune ability seriously broken everything's targeted at her so she just lures her enemy into the right place at the right time um and to beat the teacher she's trying to do it to the teacher um and we learn that the teacher's able to avoid all misfortune that comes his way he's just that good so is the rest of the team. So she starts to learn and realize through this episode, I can be around these people because she didn't want to not be around them. She just didn't want them to get hurt by her ability. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what I was pretty much this episode, to be fair, guys. It was just about her coming to terms with her power and how to trust the others and her master so that, you know, she, she knew that they'd be safe from her power. Because, uh, I mean, it's pretty broken. You can range from like, oh, I just got my foot stuck in a pothole to... Oh, a volcano just blew up and destroyed the whole city. Uh, her misfortune could come in any degree. Uh, and there's there's no way to preemptively tell what that degree is going to be. Yeah. It's, so, I would I be right in saying it sounds like a better um, characterization of a Crow from Ruby? Yes. A ten Where his, yeah, his whole thing is he doesn't go near people because he's, he's unlucky and the unluck spreads to other people. But they didn't do it very well, so it's nice to see a show doing that sort of thing quite well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very much Crow's ability, a hundredfold. Um, and done much better. Now, we have removed Revenge as well, guys, at the start of the episode. Uh, My Life as Inukai-san Dog hasn't been removed yet for some reason. Uh, the uncensored episodes haven't been uploaded yet, so... I'm still, I'm still waiting on that. It's coming. It's coming at some point, it guys. Is, it is coming. I just refuse to watch a massive dog stickers in the way. I'm sorry. <clears throat> so, Onomai, I'm now your sister. My hero loses to Mihari in a video game, so he has to do the grocery shopping this week as punishment. Uh, as an un unemployed, good-for-nothing shut-in, as uh, we, he is like his title. He owns it like a title. Um, the task at hand is daunting. Duh, duh, duh. Uh, but he plucks up the courage and makes his way towards the supermarket. Um... And he, he literally treats it like a Dark Souls mission. It's hilarious. Um, the size of the crowd, however, makes his resolve waver. And Mahiro finds himself cowering outside the store entrance. He then sees what is a, we think is a young boy around his age wearing a baseball cap comes to the rescue and offers him a helping hang. Thanks to the boy, question mark, help, uh, Mahiro is able to buy the groceries he needs and is just about to head home when Kaede suddenly shows up, seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, I will say the... Episode was just as sus as usual. <coughs> um, the boy, I can't tell as a boy. Is it a boy or a girl? I don't know. I'll be straight. Uh, but I gotta be honest, uh, as far as all the episodes go so far, this was probably the least interesting. Um, I wasn't overly impressed, content-wise. Um, you know, it wasn't exactly ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Like, I mean, come on, it's a comedy. I got hiccups as well, I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm not I'm not too sure. Hopefully they take the ball up again next week. <sighs> 
bear with me guys while I just uh, take my shoes off because my ankles are hurting. <laughs> you wear shoes in your house? What the hell's wrong with you? I just forgot to take them off. That's my problem. I always do it. I, I fucking How come you forget to take them off? They're on your feet. Because my f they keep my feet warm. Slippers! I have slippers. I forget to put them on. <laughs> I'm sorry. So what, for your next birthday, I'm buying you a brain. Buy me a brain for my birthday? Okay, fair. You know what, I'll, 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 I'll take that. Can I, can I have this one dissected first? For science. Uh, no. <laughs> You're just gonna have it shoved straight into your skull. It'll still be better than whatever you've got now between those ears. <laughs> if anything. <coughs> Move it uh, on, guys. Well, next up. And probably, I would have to say, my second favorite so far from this season. The Iceblade Sorcerer shall rule the world. Now, one that me and Mike have had a bit of a disagreement upon, um, with him having read the manga and the light novels, uh, and him not liking how they've changed it for the anime adaptation, myself, who has not read the anime, uh, sorry, read the manga or the light novels, very much enjoying it as an anime adaptation. Because uh, I don't know what they've changed, so it's fine. Um, but I am I am, I am, loving this so much. It's so good. It is so funny as a show as well. And it's, it knows. It, it, it's not taking itself seriously. It knows what it's doing, and it, it does it well. So we start out with the episode with very what is very clearly supposed to be a sex scene, where it's just panning of the school, and panning through the halls, and you just hear the, the MC and his new best friend just go panting heavily, going, you know, come on, come on, just one more, you can do it. And then at the same time, both of them going, ah! And it cuts to them inside the room, and they're both just, like, working out, doing, like, sit-ups or push-ups or something. But obviously, you know, just in their pen. And I'm just like, this is, like, the ultimate, like, like homoerotic workout I've ever seen. And it's they are on the verge of just full-on, like, Brookbag mountaining this shit. It's absurd, and I'm so for it. It's so funny. Um, I just want to say as well, when it comes to, like, the intro, um, I... I love the very beginning of the intro, like when you sort of go through that tube part. That is so cool. Uh, I really like it. But then they, they, unlike other shows, which I've really enjoyed the intros to this season, it it did it did reveal too much. Um, it, you know, you do see you kind kind of gives you away some of the plot twists, which is a shame. But I'd say that's the only bad thing I actually have to say about this show. Uh, and yeah, then then he he, he explains you know he's going to join two clubs. So he starts by going to the uh, Naked Explorers Guild, um, where it's basically just like a sauna of like the buffest like men you've ever seen in the tiniest budgie smugglers you've ever seen, and they're like <laughs> they're they're also like very clearly middle-aged men, and they're supposed to be a school club of uh, you know the Explorers Club. Uh, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I, anyway, they. To, to judge whether or not he can join, uh, that he needs to strip down to his pants to show off his body to see if he's strong enough. He clearly is. He's he's ripped as all balls. I swear that like he actually grows bigger when he takes his clothes off. Um, <laughs> then there's that. Then there's a cutscene. Mike Mike will have missed this, um, and I'm so glad I I saw that I heard this because this was so funny. So when when the when he finally reveals what he looks like without his top on, without any of his clothes on, obviously all of the other men are start doing that sort of whispering in the background, like and saying multiple things. Now in the sub version, um, 
it just says, you know, speaking inaudibly or just sort of general chit-chat or something like that. But in the English version, because I can speak it, I actually hear what they say. And one of them uh, says, uh, why is he so big? I bet he had to pay property tax. I just lost my shit when I heard that. I had to replay it like three times because it was that funny to me. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so glad that I'm, re I'm watching the dub. Um, and Mike said that the, the sub is, is, has a more serious tone. Which will work fine for this this show, but I'm loving the comedy of the English dub. They they are nailing the comedy writing so well. Um, then he's got like uh, it's not explained initially, but he's got some sort of like gold strength card. It, it turns out he's a gold hunt, a gold class hunter. But he's like, I bet you have one of these, and he shows like this gold card with his name on it, and I'm just like, the fuck does that mean? Like you know, you have a gold naked buff body card. What's <laughs> I need explanation here, and they do explain it thankfully later in the episode. Um, but then, of course, he goes to the second stereotype club, which is the gardening club, which is filled with women, and only women, and they even reference that. And I'm like, okay, so these are stereotypes, whatever. Um, he, they're not trusted. Or the 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 excuse me, the president trusts him because she's the purple-haired one from previously. Uh, that's my favorite girl so far. I just love purple hair and purple eyes. Leave me alone. Um, she's the second, I forget the character's name, but she's like the second most noble family. She's all for him joining, but the other people are like, we don't, we don't want him here. And then like, what I can only guess was like the vice president turns around and goes, no, he's just here because he wants your body. And I'm just <laughs> like, Jesus, you have such a low opinion of men. I, to be honest, I understand because that is most men, but I was like, Jesus. So they're like, fine, you have a week to fix this entire garden. He does it in four days and he does a really good job. Uh, of course, to keep up... Uh, you know, to keep the show consistent, on day three when he's laying the bricks, uh, his friend is there, just in his pants, just sort of doing some yoga push-ups on one hand on the roof because you know they're constant, they're, they're just constantly naked and um, just working out. It's uh, it's it's absurd. No one should ever work out that much. <laughs> just watching it makes me tired. Uh, also, the purple-haired girl's clearly into him. Uh, she she immediately like, I I'll, I'll give credit to the girl. She. She doesn't have, like, shame. She doesn't have, like, you know, that sort of social nervousness. She sees him, like, you know, in, like, a vest with his arms out and, like, sweating and the stereotypical, you know, sexy working man. And she's like, man, can I just touch your arms? Like, I need to touch those muscles. So she just touches them. And, and she's like, wow, how are you so perfectly built? And I'm like, well, you know, at least she's not doing the shy, awkward thing where they don't know if they like each other. She's, she's forward. She's all for him. She just loves those muscles. Fine. Um, yeah, I really like her. And then, uh, yes, there was, uh, oh gosh, who was that? I then put Oop potential cat fight. Oh yes, that was it. So while she was feeling him up, the, uh, Amelia Rose was looking through the window and saw that happening. And I'm just like, oh, those, those girls both want him. Hmm. Interesting. There's going to be a cat fight for those muscles. Thankfully, he's strong enough to pull them off each other or not. And just watch and enjoy the show. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Uh, so then there's the um, competition, which uh, we, we hear about the competition coming up, which is about the strongest magical swordsman. He's either going to come out and just be like super OP with like just sword fighting and not using magic, or he's going to throw the competition to not draw any suspicion to him. There's no middle ground. You, you know it's going to be one or the other. I actually, I can't decide which way it's going. Um, he's already kind of shown off how strong he is as a swordsman, so it might be that one. But it, it, there's no middle ground. He's either going to be super good or super bad. One of the two. Again, using the um, 
using the classroom is uh, as like the expo dump section, I think is really good. It's really well done. Sometimes it can come off as like a bit obviously just done for expo. But it really sort of, the setting, they've done it really well. I like that. He also bumps, comes across. Uh, and I can't tell the direction the anime is taking, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so much. He then bumps into the to the pigtail girl again. And I swear to God, her pigtails are like real tails. Like she can control them and move them. So they're like wagging when she's happy. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm like, I'm like, she's gonna start like picking up drinks and stuff with those and drinking using them, which is great. Um, also, she saw Granny Gray. I don't even remember what she called it. It was clearly a Granny Gray on the floor, and I'm just like, she's in love with the Granny Gray, and I'm just like, she's weird, but in such a nice way. And he's he's so genuine from that small interaction. Again, you know, those tiny character interactions, which are I like the smallest ones. He just talks to her while she's just looking at bugs, and he's just such a nice genuine guy in in a world just filled with so much like bigotry and it's really nice i'm uh, it's really nice to see him and just not give a shit about people being an asshole yeah i see what you're saying and i can get it from mike's perspective um but as someone who's never read the manga or the light novel i'm just enjoying it like i have nothing bad just to say to... about it other than the intro but you guys, that's, that's... You guys hold on off that I, i'll explain that dav's an anime only oh, yeah I'm an anime, uh, you know we've already established the fact that i can't read very well so it's <laughs> my anime only um yeah so also we find out uh, at that point that there is a, a spy within the school um very clearly certain people are supposed to look suspicious and it's not going to be them we know it's not going to be them We'll we'll see. And I'll come back to that towards the end because it's it that comes up at the end of the episode again. Uh, do, 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 do. I wonder. No, the one thing I wonder is, do the teachers know about him at this point? Because the the teacher in the classroom asks him to explain something, and he explains it perfectly well. Because obviously he, he would know you, about that. Sorry, are you asking um, or are you be rhetorical? No, no, no. This is rhetorical. I don't ever want to get told the answers to these. Um, so it's not, and the teacher's like, very well done. You you know you know your stuff. And they're going, hmm, I wonder if the teachers do know. There's no indication that they're surprised by his knowledge, but they also don't seem to talk to him like they know that he is the Ice Blade Sorcerer. So I don't know if the teachers know about him, and I wonder if in the anime that will actually come up and be relevant to the story. Don't know, but it's, it's things to think about. Um, let me have a look. Where was I? do 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 uh, I don't think they do, is what I wrote here. I don't think they do know about, about his hat past yet. Yeah, I think it's only the headmistress who knows. Um, so yeah, we find out he's a gold tier hunter. It's not just like a, I have amazing abs card. Uh, so that was nice. Um, I really like his friend. Like his friend is also just super down to earth. Um, you know, super, just, just a, like, again, it's very similar to the main character. Just sort of genuine, down to earth. He doesn't care who people are. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, normal, you'd be on my team. Elf girl, you'd be on my team. N most noble girl in the whole school, you're on our team. Let's go. Um, also, that scene when he, like, grabs the elf girl by her chin and, like, is like, you know, you're going to join us. You're not going to be a liability. We like you. And I'm just like, oh, yep, there, yep, that's her falling for the harem as well. There we go. Happy days. I hate harems in anime because it just makes me wish I had my own harem. And I'll never have them. There we are. <laughs> And so, do, do, do. yeah, so the school also has really sick-ass, like, school trials. They have to go fighting in the woods and just collect all these stamps. Uh, they've got, like, 24 hours to do it, so they just they just left in this wood with, like, legit monsters. And, they, you know, they've got to camp, they've got to cook. I'm just like, that's pretty fucking cool. I want to go to this school. Um, and I very much got, again, flashbacks to, to Ruby, where, 
like the first season of that, they end up fighting in the woods. But that was just like a, a couple of hours. This is like 24 hours. This is some, this is some serious stuff. So I respect that. Uh, also, how old is this guy? Like he he's had so many years of experience. Like not only being you know not only being able to master magic, but also being a master swordsman. Obviously, he looks like a youth, like a child. But like, is he or is that like a side effect of the magic? How old is this character? Again, that's definitely going to come up, I imagine. Uh, especially if he's not... Uh, either he's not old, and they'll be surprised how he's so powerful at such a young age, or they'll find out that he's actually a lot older. Which, if he is, kind of makes this whole harem aspect a bit weird, so I imagine he's not old. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see how that goes. It wouldn't be the first time animes have done stuff fucking weird. Um, yeah, uh... Yeah, also, damn, this is, this is like, this was one hell of a backwoods. Like, where the fuck does he live that all of this, like, shit lives in his backwoods? All of these monsters, all of these, like, every possible type of, like, flower or mushroom. Like, how big are the backwoods from his farm? Like, how much, like, what was in his backwoods? I need to know where this guy, kid lives, and I need someone to go and clear the backwoods. That is not a safe place to, for a kid to grow up. Uh, and I also think that um, he definitely has um, PTSD from what happened. Um, there was a situation where he had a scream and he was like, I don't care. Like, you guys can stay here. I'm going to go and help that person. I'm not letting them die. Um, so that clearly, I don't know if it's like full PTSD, but the weight of his loss, he's, it still weighs heavily on his shoulders. So that's obviously, we'll learn more about that as the show goes on. That's obviously still weighing very heavily on his shoulders, which I think also sort of shows how strong he is. The fact that he can still smile and be happy yeah. some of the time. Uh, so he's obviously he's a very strong individual. Um, uh, yeah. Also, I don't know. Can he use magic? Can he not use magic? So when he fought this bug, when he was saving these people, uh, he used he. I don't. Know, he enhanced himself in that moment. Well, we know he now, can use magic. We've seen him do it. He, well, he just can't use it well from what we've seen. Well, hang on. Uh, we, he hasn't really used magic. He kind of did. He created a ball instead of a rose. But I'm like, now, is he able to use like magic? Like, Because these were like ability-enhancing spells. Or is this a world similar to other anime I've seen where like martial arts skills are their own thing and those aren't considered magic? Those are more innate fighting skills. Now, obviously, he's a dab hand with a sword. So it makes sense that he would have these um, these abilities. So I'll be intrigued to see, you know, if it's only certain magic he can't use or whether or not that wasn't magic and that was like martial arts and he can't really use any magic. So again, more stuff that I'm just sort of theorizing. I know for a fact I'm looking, uh, I'm looking into some of these things more than I ever need to. But this is how I enjoy watching shows, okay? Shut up, Mike. Leave me alone. I'm said anything, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, now I'm not sure who the spy is. Uh, now, obviously, at the end of the episode, that sort of person uh, in the robe throws this thing into the monster that just got killed, and then it was like, oh no, it's the boss's second phase. Which really, if you'd one shot the first phase, the second phase shouldn't scare you. Um, the the one person who I'm I would say I'm confident is not the spy is the blue haired guy who just absolutely loathes his existence and is just horrid to him. Uh, I think, And he's also the guy he saved. I'm certain it's not him. Uh, he's not the spy. He is just really bigoted uh, and just really, like, so full of himself. But I'm certain he's not the spy. 
don't know who the spy is yet, though. I feel like we'll get more hints to that in the next episode when, like, the robed character may or may not get seen. They start running away. That sort of stuff happens. Um, but there's so... Obviously, you can tell sort of by how long I've spoken about this. Like, I, I've looked so much into this. I absolutely love this show. Um, comedy writing is fantastic. The more serious sides uh, is well-paced, in my opinion. Based off the anime, not any adaptation. Uh, and I, I cannot wait for more of this show. Absolutely cannot wait for more of this show. Yeah, uh, this is my number one for this season. Uh, I love I love the show, despite my bugbears with it. Um, it's, it's very wonderful. Oh, sorry, before, before, you, before you say about that, because this is literally the last point. So I uh, Star said out. Star said about getting an inkling off the character in the robe. Um, like if you you if you think about it, you can see who it was yes. by the bottom of the face, you which can. is great foreshadowing. I love that. Now I didn't see who it was, and I'm intentionally not going to go back to rewatch it. The reason being is I know that if I rewatch stuff, I can spot those things, and I'll be like, oh, it is definitely this. I like trying to see how much I can catch on a first watch and, and just going with what I managed to see. I have no idea who that was, um, but I look forward to to finding out who it is. So I don't want to know. I don't want to know any hints, but yes. It, the fact that when they do stuff like that, especially when they do stuff like that, it makes shows rewatchable because you can rewatch and then see all of the foreshadowing and you're like, ah, oh, this, clearly that's this person, you know, because like they have a, they have like a mole on their chin or something. And it's like, that's so good when shows do that. Sorry, Mike, to cut you <clears> off. <throat> I wanted to point out that. No, you're good. I'll, I'll, we'll address that in a second. So yeah, guys, I, I this is my favorite anime for this season. Uh, definitely, you know, second episode was, was very strong. Um, Wait, sorry, really? This is your this is your favorite? Yeah, I said despite its bugbears, I'm I'm still it's still my favorite. You know, it's very. Easy I, I I thought I thought the the farming life was your favorite. Farming life comes into it's kind of hard to describe farming life. I'll get okay. into that later. Um, okay. No, this this is the one I am I will if I if I haven't watched any anime in a week, this is the one I'll go to watch first. Um. So yeah, second episode was brilliant. Um. Now I got our friend Nick to read and, and watch this and pointed at something that even I missed was the fact that well as we were going in there uh, and we see obviously he goes in the buff man club and with his gold rank flash which is it's, it's absolutely hilarious I love it love it's, it's great but then so he goes good. into the floral cl- uh, club and for those of you who read the manga you may be very confused as I think uh, you pointed out in chat is that mm. that isn't in the manga at all uh, it doesn't exist um I cannot remember for the life of me if it's in the light novel. I want to say it is, just to say that it's not filler, because I really hope to God for a twelve-episode anime they didn't need to put filler into it. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I think it's in in the light novel. Um, I will come back to you next week, guys, and let you know if that is true. Um, but I can understand why some of you might be like, well, why are they adding shit that they don't need to add, but they're cutting other shit that they kind of needed to add, as I was d- disputing last week. Um, so I, I understand your your concerns. I've kind of come into, and you kind of just got to watch it for what it is, not for not for what it's meant to be. Sadly, which I know is frustrating because it's obviously an adaptation of something, and when it's an adaptation of something, you guys have been obviously you waited for it, you want it, you want you want it done right. Um, and when something's not done to the standard that you would expect or that you've read, I can understand the frustrations. I mean, people are coming in like that who have never read it. You know they can they can just see it for what it is without knowing what it's different seeing it from what it is than knowing what it should be um is is the way i kind of put it out there yeah. so i understand the frustrations completely 
Um, I still think it was a good addition, personally. I like that how it shows the, the parallels of his personality, and I do think it was in the light novel, and as always, if you're a manga reader, I always recommend, if it's based on the light novel, go and read the light novel, because uh, 9 times out of 10, if you think anime has cut stuff from a manga, manga has cut stuff from a light novel, because you, you, you guys got to consider it in, in this kind of way. You write in a book with no pictures, you take it and you turn it into a picture book, be it a comic or a manga, you're going to cut things out. You then take that and turn it into a 20-minute episode, you're going to lose more things. So it's, it's lost in translation as well as lost in the medium. Even still, like I was explaining, it's it's what it's one of my favorite shows because of how dark I know it's going to be, for one, just off of seeing the starting theme. Number two, the animation and the, the quality of the action scenes we've seen so far. Uh, I love it. And number three, it's still going to have the overarching plot, even if it's explained poorer than it should be um so the animus itself i've got no issue with it's just the way that the i'm guessing the producer maybe yeah it'd be the producer i'm guessing because they're the ones who have to say in what was cut and was added um the way the producer has handled it now i think clarice is hilarious um clarice is one of my favorite characters uh for any don't know that's what we're talking about with the blonde hair and the pigtails that was it clarice <laughs> i love it so she's so adorable yeah she is uh, she's definitely one of my favorites uh, we have your typical stereotype of the empire as the bad guy and we have a spy in the kingdom <coughs> very common trope um, I love a lot of the teacher's character designs uh, especially the homeroom teacher um, you are very right as I said I'd address it uh, you can get an inkling off of who the person in the robot is uh, be it yeah, whoever that was, you can tell who it is. Uh, I was happily surprised that when I was going through the Crunchyroll comments, as I do, uh, a lot of people were able to, to put it up there. Uh, just, just a little nitpick note here, because it pisses me off. And this isn't anything to do with the anime. If you're leaving a comment on a Crunchyroll and it's going to spoil something, use a spoiler tag, please. That, that just pisses me off. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think with that with any medium, if you're going to like talk about something that's a spoiler, you should always pre-warn people. Yeah, it was uh, like I was. I I already I already knew. I was seeing like one of the top few comments already say who it was. I was like, okay, this is you're an idiot. <clears throat> Yeah. I I really um, yeah I I just got only positive things to say about it and like you know like I said it's like you said you know it's it's great you know obviously it's different from what it's supposed to be so I understand the bugbears <laughs> but for like what it is it's really good like it's, not it's... what it not what it came from from looking at it for what it is it's fine I think me saying it's different from what it should be is is I'm using that as a general term for this one in specific. It's more the case of they got the mediums confused. They're trying to... It's meant to be a manga adaptation. And when in the first episode we've lost stuff from the manga adaptation, that pissed people off. Me included. When we come yeah. into the second episode and they're then taking things from the light novel, it begs even more questions. It's like, well, why the fuck have you included such... And I'm not... Obviously, I like I said, the, the club scene, I think, personally, adds a lot to it. But in the grand scheme of things, when we compare what I was annoyed about this week, uh, last week, sorry, it's much more irrelevant. I'm, and so I understand why. But yeah, they've had just what it seems a conflict of mediums. Um, like, oh, we should take this bit. Oh, but the, oh, let's also take this bit from here. Just no, pick a pick a lane and stick to it. That would have been the right thing to do because. You, you know, there's going to be people who have only read one medium, or maybe not, and it's, it's going to split um, the fan base, shall we say. 
Anyway, what I really liked about this though, guys, was the way they do their magic. I was been waiting to get into this until this episode. And it's really in-depth, and I like the way they explain it with the seven different ways. So you have quick, remote, chain, delay, material shift, extensive, and extensive chain. And these are all different types of magic. Remote being, obviously, if you're summoning thunder down, that's a remote magic because it's not within your vicinity. Um, quick, do, pulling off something like a quick spell. You know, there's, they went really in-depth with it, uh, and I, I really like that. Different sub-deviations of magic. Um... And we we had a great glimpse of the foreshadowing of, of Ray's power. Now I I can see what Dav means, thinking that maybe is is a martial art. Um, I'm obviously not going to say either way. Um, but I can I can see both sides. Um, now when he when he for um, oh, forget the blue head guy's name. Um, yeah, I mean it's just I can't remember. But it looked like in that fight with him when they were using wooden swords that his sword kind of frosted up a little bit. And that, that to me is why I would say as someone watched it the first time I thought well, maybe it's magic. But when we watched the second episode like Dav said then it looked more martial. Um, so I don't know maybe it's both. Um, and yeah all the, all the people in what well, I use the word party per se because it it's basi basically is. Um, I think they actually call it a party. Yeah they uh <coughs> They're, they're all very likable um, and I, I like all the characters I like the character dynamics I like the way that he's accepting of everyone um, and I'm interested to see where it goes that's that's for sure uh, well I, I know where it goes I'm, I'm interested to see how they handle it put it that way so yeah I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited and that's that's why it's my number one I enjoy it a lot <clears throat> I'm just gonna grab me grab me a drink because I'm not, I'm not well. In case anybody didn't catch on, I'm really not well this, this week. I don't know what's wrong, man. It's like you, you've been so unwell. Like, like my wife's been unwell. I don't. Know, something's going around. Over the weekend, I've I've been in call with Dav quite a few times now, friends, and I fucking just feel like coughed up a lung like every five minutes. It's just that's true. Oh man, I feel like shit. I'm <laughs> like one of my friends was like worried that if they ate something. Um, they they would just shit themselves, and I'm just like, what is going on? There's like something is like messing with we're, people. We're, we're post COVID now, and now we're all just getting regular illnesses and forgetting how to handle them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you're not wrong. Sadly, you're not wrong. <coughs> right now to harem and another uh, harem life in another world. Um, oh, sorry, that's farming life in another world. Shit, same thing. Um, <laughs> that was intentional. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to me, this is. Where is Ice Blade Sorcerer? Is my favorite anime of the season. This anime is different to every other anime, in my opinion, in the season. Um, not because it's a slice of life like other anime. I know because it's an isekai. It just gives me completely different vibes. Um, I'm not on the edge of my seat with this anime. I'm just happy watching it. I just feel good vibes all the way through. Um, and yeah, that's 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 what I mean by. Uh, I read a note this time and I said, "Love this show so much." I actually go look it for it as soon as it releases. Give me all the feel good vibes, all the good characters, all the great plot. <coughs> and that's that's how I feel about this one. Uh, first off, I want to say why was the bee fucking cute in this episode? Uh, yeah, we get a bee and we make a beehive, and it's fucking adorable. And I hate bees and wasps and hornets. I'm I'm scared of pretty much every insect known to man uh because yeah, i am shut the fuck up i just uh i've never been i've never been good with insects um i loved how the queen bee literally has a crown it is that's so funny 
Um, so that was great. Now, the reservoir was being built from the stream, finally. Now, he couldn't have make bricks, so he took dirt and he condensed it so hard that they managed to make, like, dirt that was as hard as bricks and sort them together to make, like, a streamway for it to come into the farm, um, which was really cool. Uh, you, you learn quite a lot watching the show, which is nice. Uh, and by building the reservoir, it allowed for an easier way to catch fish for the first time. Uh... I love how he made forks for everyone else in the village, but because of his Japanese heritage, he made himself chopsticks. Um, thanks to the reservoir, they managed to make a rice paddy. For anyone who doesn't know, you um, tow the gr uh, tow you hoe the ground um, so that it's all fluffed up, and then you allow water to come into the fluffed up dirt, and then you take your socks off and you go in it and you press it down. Um, you stomp on it, and you make a rice paddy. Um, and they all go around planting it and it's really funny because you see the elf girls helping and they're all like clicking their fingers getting all the dirt off them when they come out and even the one who's covered from head to toe in dirt um, completely brown when she comes out flicks her, uh, clicks her fingers and uh, clears it all off and he's just there to scrub it um, which is really cool uh, they build a bath and he explains how to do so uh, it was informative and very fun to watch actually uh, and then we meet slimes um, and they put them in the wastewater, so obviously he has water coming into the bath, but they have to have water going out, and he couldn't put it back into the river, because you'd be drinking and eating out of it. Um, so they make a purification pool, uh, put slimes in it, and slimes eat all the bad stuff out of the horrible water. And then the, the good water that's produced from those slimes then continue back into the river. So they're, they're eating slime poop. So they're drinking slime poop. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I guess you could say slime poop, but it's, it's technically just purified water. I mean... They, they literally said, uh, it was suggested to him as well, but he refused to do this because of his morals. Uh, you could put slimes at the bottom of a uh, of a toilet, and they'd eat your poop as well. Oh, and purify it. Yeah. Aww. I know. But he, he refused to poop on top of the slime's head. He said he'd feel uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Uh, we learned that in his past life, the MC was hospitalized and wasn't allowed to bath at that time, so this is bliss for him. Uh, bear in mind, we get an extra harem scene there because... All the girls get in with him, as they don't mind having him in with them. They've never experienced this kind of issue in their world, and he's very uncomfortable. He's like, I can't relax. Uh, the wolves find more elves. This the, We added some more elves to the group uh, called Lafa, Lassa, Lalasha, Lalu, and Lamy. Uh, as you can guess, they're all related. More of the, um, the leave illusions. Yep. Uh, and they used to live in the same village as the current elves, just, and they're just as obsessed with making children. And then we got the best part of the episode the wolf spoke we had wolf dialogue backstory talking doggo um he literally <coughs> goes through like what led up to him um becoming like uh, his master's pet um and we learned that he's never lost a fight before and then he faced like this really massive enemy while his wife doggo thing was pregnant and lost and they were living doggo thing yeah uh, Man, you, you, you're like the best script writer I've ever known. Right. And <laughs> they, they, that's when they meet uh, MC and he takes them in and they have puppies and then their puppies have puppies and then their puppies' puppies have puppies. And yeah, and he's like, but I don't think my master realizes that I'm an Inferno wolf, but it's okay because I love him. Um, and I was literally the episode, I was like, this is great. This is just so wholesome and, and feel good and I love it. So, yeah, watch, watch Farming Life in Another World, guys. You won't regret it. Has that come out in a dub yet? Uh... You don't know. That's fine. I will investigate. I'm, I'm currently having a look right now. Never mind. Because if it is, I'm going to start watching it. Uh, I want to say not yet. Not yet. 
Um, whether we will get a dub for it is also unsure. Um, it doesn't say if we're getting a dub for it. I would like to know if we're getting a dub for it because I would also be interested in, in uh, watching a dub for it. But I don't think uh, anything's been said yet. But I'm sure we will. If it does well, we will get it. I certainly hope so. <coughs> uh, Giant Beast of Ours, guys. This one is a short one. Literally because it's mostly action, i got to be honest. I wasn't very impressed, but we did get a new character. Um, who was basically, for those who have played FF12, a Viera, uh, a bunny girl. Uh, she's Romana the Herbalist. She's a fucking hot bunny lady. Uh, Mid-tier action. Uh, but it's cool that she joins the team at the end of the episodes along with her friend. And we learned that the paladin guy is a gambler. And uh, literally gambled his weapon. Uh, lost it. Uh, but intentionally because... The weapon's attached to him, to his soul, so he'll always come back to him. So he played the player. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the episode as a whole was basically kind of mid, honestly. It was just still them running from the Empire um, and meeting this herbalist, which, honestly, I, all I could see when I when I saw her was about her chest most of the time, because that's where the camera panned. But hey, I'm not complaining. Just just want to chuck that out there. Like, I'm not, this is not a complaint. Carry on. Keep keep doing you. Uh, we are not doing Sugar Apple Fairy Tale this week. Moving on after that is the Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel. We, we will be getting a double a double episode review for that next week. My apologies. Uh, stuff stuff came up and I just unfortunately didn't have a chance to review that one, so I apologize. Yeah, it, it happens. I've 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 had that happen plenty of times. It's uh it's all good. Uh, but for the Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel, well, what do we have here? Uh, first we have a meat button. Secondly, um. <coughs> So it's a great episode, we're still in search of more info on the hero, uh, known as the Ashen Chevalier. Um, which, for those of you who played the game, would know this is the main character of Cold Steel, Reen. Uh, they head to his hometown of Ymir, uh, after scouring all of Erebonia, uh, and, meet and experience all new things, and still not knowing his real name. Like, And I'm like, come on, we've had four games where this guy is our main protagonist. Reen isn't exactly a mysterious or hard person to find. Like, everyone knows his real- like, it's- come on, I don't care if you're from another country, it's not hard. Uh, even so, though, whilst the episode was nice and beautiful, the plot movement was very slow, and I gotta be honest, I don't mind this, uh, because it's very much like the games. The games were very slow moving in their plot, because there's that many of them, and they want to do the plot right. They want to make sure everything's built properly. Um, and, you know, for, for a big plot point, sometimes you need to have a lot of slow, smaller, boringer plot points. Uh, and I'm just used to it with this series. That's why it gets kind of special treatment in that regard. Uh, but it was still interesting nonetheless, and I look forward to next week's episode. Um, and, you know, the reason I say you get special treatment in that regard, because I'll be honest, unless you are a fan of the game series, I highly doubt you're going to watch the show. Uh, it is definitely a show that is made for the fans, uh, and not for anyone like new coming into the series. <coughs> not saying there won't be. Uh, there definitely probably will be a couple. Uh, they, they will be the minority. But I at least hope that that minority will go on to play the games and go back, um, because they're very good. Uh, after that, guys, we had Buddy Daddies, which was, honestly, I, I, this episode was so wholesome, I could have cried. Uh, it was fully about daycare, because now you know that the dad's dead and the mum's a deadbeat. They're basically both this kid's dad now. They've come to accept it, these two friends and their dad. And everyone's confused, they're like, so you're both the dad? And, like, they're not homophobic or anything like that, they're completely fine with it. But they're more confused by the fact that these two aren't even in a relationship, but they're both the dad. Um, so yeah, these guys basically become full-time parents now. And it, it was... It's so funny because she's she's just there fucking around, like, in, when, when they're training, um, like, adjusting, like, one of the targets so that they miss their shots. Or increasing the speed on the treadmill until he falls off. 
Uh, I want to say to anyone who comes at me with the spy family debate uh, about Anna, uh, Anya, um, Miri is so much more superior to Anya. Now, Anya's just annoying. Um, and it's, it's, it's really wholesome, though, because they go to all these um, daycares, and she's like, she loves her dad. So she's there, like, saying everything that she knows about them. Like, oh, yeah, they're great at forgeries. They forged to get me on the nursery applications. Oh, yeah, they're great at shooting. And he's like, yeah, in the game. And she's like, no, in real life. And he's like, yeah, with BB guns. So she's like, no, you said they were real guns. And it's just so funny and wholesome and hilarious. Um, until eventually they, they, it, she manages to understand, okay, maybe I shouldn't say stuff like that. And they get her into a daycare. Somehow, I don't know, they didn't have social services knocking the door, but that's a different story. Um, and it's, it's really cute. Because then they get a list of stuff that um, they need to get at. And they take her to all these high-end shops. They don't waste a penny. Um, so she's got all this great stuff. And it, oh, it's, it's just it's brilliant. The mums are going wild over the two hot papas as well. You see the text messages in the mum group. And they're all like, oh my god, there's two dads, oh my god, they're so fit. Oh my god, I wonder if they're married, oh my god, I wonder if they need a wife to help look after the daughter. And it's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, thirsty mums. Thirsty mums. And then the sad part hits, and it's like, Miri started it, she was having a really good day, and then each day you see her getting worse and worse and more sad. And, yeah, so, they, the, we'll rewrite a second, because they had to buy a book, and they wanted them to write in, like, before they take her to daycare, like, what she'd done in the day. And for the first day, he writes in there, like, um, you already got his stuff, was exhausted after back of this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, we want to know about her, not you. And he's like, oh. And she's like, no, it's fine, because the mums use it to, to vent sometimes as well, we understand. Um, and it's kind of funny to read sometimes as well. Uh, and then she, a few days later, she explains, oh, I probably not in the book, didn't you read it? And he's like, uh, no, I was too busy killing people. Um, and she's like, what? And he's like, no, sorry, you didn't hear anything. Uh, <coughs> but we find out that Miri was getting ignored, bullied, um, and basically no one wanted to hang around her because of her clothing, because she was wearing too nice stuff. Um, and basically everyone was judging a book by its cover. And like, she, she's like a kid. And I was like, well, are the kids bullying this kid? It's not very nice. So the blonde one comes to the rescue. Uh, after So black kid, uh, dad took her out shopping her old lovely normal clothes um, that she picked out and like they basically bought the whole shop full of toys as well um, to make her feel better um, and the blonde guy takes her into school and he doesn't go straight away he's like oh come on we'll go, we'll go play outside for a minute um, and all the other kids are out there and whatnot and he, he's Miri's sad so you can see her sad so he passes the ball to her he's like hey Miri pass so she, they kick it back like four a couple of times and he starts doing keepy uppies with it and they were like wow Miri your dad's so cool wow your clothes are so cool awesome uh, now that she's wearing normal clothes and like you can see her whole face light up i know she's gone from being like the least popular to the most popular and i was like kids okay, are assholes kids Sorry. are assholes completely but it's wholesome and funny and she's a little terror and that's it's just mirrors exactly how children are and again anyone who says spike's family's better is is you know, i respect your opinion it's wrong uh moving on we got my hero academia <laughs> i respect that you are wrong <laughs> i respect that you're wrong um, so, <coughs> this one was a tearjerker. It was a lot of flashbacks about the Todoroki family. Uh, this is why, for those of you watching on Spotify, our thumbnail this week is Endeavor, because we hit some hard nails on the head. So, for, for those of you who do not watch My Hero Academia, what we had here was a story of uh, being the number one hero and quirks and how they work. And there's a thing 
that is frowned upon that happens called designer babies and it's where you get married to make a baby that will have the quirks of the mother and the father and be incredibly strong. Endeavor, also known as Enki Todoroki, uh, initially when he was younger and he was obsessed uh, with beating All Might, who was the number one hero at the time, uh, him being the number two at the time, uh, ended up marrying a woman with ice powers. Their first child was Toya Todoroki. We know him as Darby. And he knew exactly what his dad wanted. He strived to do his best to fulfill his dad's wish. Um, the doctors tell Enki and his wife, you need to stop letting Toya use his powers because unfortunately he has the complexion and the body of his mother, but the powers of his father. This meaning that he is very resistant to ice, but weak to fire, but his power is fire. So every time he would use his power, he would hurt himself a lot. Uh, this is why, for those of you who are wondering, Dabby looks the way he does with lots of burnt skin and lots of stitches. Now, Endeavor, thinking he could only show him the path of a hero, sadly ignored his son after this. Uh, he didn't want his son to hurt himself, so the only way that he knew how to stop his son was by hurting him and ignoring him. Not hurting him physically, um, but they had more children to keep trying. Now, the second son was pretty much a failure. I don't think I've ever seen him use his powers, and the first daughter was as well. Uh, sadly, I don't think we ever seen them use his powers, but he never really ignored them, because he never had any expectations of them, I don't think. Um, then Todoroki was born, um, and he was the perfect child. He's half hot, half cold. Now, unfortunately for Todoroki, this meant that he was separated from his brothers and sister. He wasn't allowed to play with them. He was different. He, Endeavor, was worried that Toya would hurt him. Um, so he separated them. Meanwhile, Toya was still practicing in secret, trying to get better and better, eventually producing blue flames. Um, sadly, what happened then, we already know. And with the misconceptions and feelings on all fronts from Toya and Deb and the mum and the siblings. It ended up that Toya, after being told off for continuing to practice his powers, uh, ended up burning down the family home. Todoroki, at this point, was still a young, a young baby, but uh, Toya had said to the mum earlier in this day, you would never understand, after all, all you did was run, uh, and you, you were complicit in all of this. Uh, knowing full well why he was marrying you, you were still complacent uh, and still let all this happen. Um, now this really hits home for the mum, uh, and now this is sensitive com content here. Enki starts to lose it as well. Um, he starts being really rough with the mother. Um, uh, we, we are talking domestic abuse here now at this point. Uh, this has already been touched on way earlier in the series. Um, because he's just angry at everything. He he's wanted to surpass All Might. He wanted his kids to surpass All Might. He's angry at himself not being able to handle his child better. But he did what he thought was right. And even that wasn't good enough. Um, and so unfortunately he took it on, out on the thing that was closest to him. Now I don't condone it at all. At all. But likewise you can you can see what's going on in his brain. He's he's not stable either. But if you thought he wasn't stable, it's gonna get a lot worse because the mum at this point was even worse. And every time she looked at one of her kids she could see Endeavor's eyes and she could see Toya's eyes. And this led to her giving Togoroki Todoroki the burn that we see on his face today over his left eye. Um she poured a full steaming hot kettle of water over his face. Um, and was then hospitalized in a psych ward. 
Now, slowly during the backstory of each sibling, Endeavor and the mother start speaking about how they blame themselves for Toya. Um, you know, so the mother blames herself for, for not being able to stop him. The older brother blames himself for not physically stopping him. The sister blames herself for just being, um, you know, always putting on a facade and acting as if everything was okay. Todoroki even blames himself because he wasn't strong enough to stop him. So does Endeavor. So they, the, what they were trying to highlight was, look, Endeavor, whilst we have all messed up in the past, uh, the mum's messed up, the father's messed up, Todoroki's brought us all back together. He's the glue that's, that brought us all back together, you know. He's the one who accepted mum's apology and came to terms with her. He accepted you again, you know. Um, it's what brought the mother and the father back together even after everything that's happened and it, it, it what it, what the show does really good highlighting with this family like despite the horrible disgusting things they've done to each other not everything is black and white um and they always always do a great job of highlighting that mha is that whilst an outsider may see it as well no he hurt her or she hurt her child and it's not okay to do any of that nothing is black and white um and then the the mum says something that they that they all say in unison. Uh, she leads it, is what I mean by that. Uh, with what they were trying to highlight by telling him all the backstory, going through it with him again, making him relive it, making him re-understand it. It was, even if your spirit's broken, we will help you to stand. We are a family. And he just breaks down in tears at having his family back. Um, Q Hawk Hawks and um, oh, what's his name? The guy uses threads. Walk back in. Bearing in mind that they've both been brutalized by Darby. Hawks to the point where he's had his wings burnt off and he has to use prosthetic wings now. And samurai swords instead of his sword feathers. And the mother begs for their forgiveness and he's like, look, I completely forgive you. And he sees a parallel in Todoroki with himself at how Hawks, as you remember me saying probably guys last week, couldn't save his family. How he left his family willingly. Uh, and they willingly sold him. Um, he couldn't help his family come together. Whereas to Todoroki was able to bring all of his family together no matter the cost no matter how hard it was he never gave up uh, and he has massive respect for Todoroki after this uh now this cues us asking about what is one for all and it seems that more people are about to find out about Deku's power um Bakugo is still crying like a little bitch because he can't go and see Dekugo. uh Dekugo? oh that's the ship name isn't it it's Deku um <laughs> And we learn that Deku is still asleep, but All Might, who's in there, reveals that he's not actually asleep. He's talking to all the previous owners of All for One in his psych, uh, in his subconscious, in his psyche. Um, and the uh, end of the episode reveals that that's where we're going to go into next episode. It is going to be um, about Deku uh, learning more from the previous wielders. And we're going to see, finally, who all the previous wielders are of All for One. Uh, sorry, one for all, one's the bad guy. It's very confusing sometimes. But yeah, guys, it was it was a heavy episode this week. A very fucking heavy episode. Um, so make sure you're ready before you watch this one and take a box of tissues with you because you're going to need them. <clears throat> so, I love those silences, right? Yeah, sorry, I was having the drink and I, I, was, I was giving you a moment to say anything you wanted to say. I'll be honest, mate. I happen to take a drink at the same time. <laughs> I was like typical. Um, yeah, I'm glad that I haven't seen that episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough, and it's like it's really strange because you want to hate Endeavor and the Mum so much, like genuinely, you you really do uh, for what they've 
done. Um, but at the same time, you can't help but feel sorry for them as well for the shit they went through. Um, and obviously mental health struggles and shit like that as well. And then the fact that they all managed to pull through this and come back together is just... It's an all, it's a whole amalgamation of emotions. Like, you're not meant to like Endeavor, even though he's now the number one hero. You're not meant to like him. He's, he's a dickhead, what he did. But he's repented for, like, the last four seasons and continues to do so. And his character growth is probably the biggest in the series. Doesn't mean he's not a dick and he, he's, he should be berated for what he did in the past, but... It's, it's just a wow moment. It's a complete wow moment. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those ones which is a lot, and you know, I'm I'm just glad that I haven't seen it to be honest, because I don't know if how I would how I would take something like that. No, and I, I think I think every the, the key thing there is everyone's going to have a different perspective of it. Um, like, I'm sure everyone listening to this is, is able to understand that physical violence is never okay, period. To to a child, to your loved one, to, to anyone, period. Um, but likewise, I'm sure you're all able to to understand as well that mental health struggles are a serious thing. And they that that can sometimes be worse than anything else that you've you've done. Um, and it's 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 really highlights it so well. Uh, like I said, it's. The, the, highlight, the highlight of not everything being black and white is where this show shines. But uh, yeah, anyway, guys, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where, where we go next week. I'm hoping uh, Deku pulls some shit on the bag. He finally wakes his goddamn ass up. Uh, we're moving on to Tokyo Avengers next, guys. Uh, as we... We're going to give it another week for the Angel Next Door spoilers being brought and see if we get a dub for it before we start saying anything on that one. Uh, I really don't know what's happening with it, if we're even getting one. Uh, that was just one that we were really hoping we would. And Nero Tomto version 1.1a. It's going to be a couple of weeks for that one. Yeah, I am going to wait on that one because we are getting a dub for it. Um, we're just on a long hiatus for it at the moment due to COVID. <coughs> Everybody's least favorite thing. Yay. Talk- just saying something when Mike is in the call. Sorry, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> You're an asshole, mate. I uh, know. That's why you love me. Yes. So Tokyo Avengers Season 2. Go be honest, guys, not a lot to say about this episode. It was boring. But we did have a major plot point, which was uh, the fact that everything Takamichi did to keep the guy from joining Black Dragon didn't work. Um, a trade in shoes for Taka and Hakai, so the brother and the sister who we saw in the last episode that we reviewed. Uh, we learned that the sister's been abused by the oldest brother, who's the lead, current leader of Black Dragon. So uh, the lieutenant who we saw here, who was meant to leave originally, who Takamichi protested against, his leader, who's the white head guy you can see here, uh, proposed a trade, and the trade was the brother for the sister. Um, and because it was it was uh, the the brother for the sister, it was uh, basically retconned everything Takamichi did, and it, it was yeah, I was I was um, very shocked, but nevertheless. Uh, you know, I'm sure he'll find a way to do it, and uh, it'll it'll be fine. Um, but moving on after that, we have the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist uh, in another world, um, and this did pull it out of the bag. Now, with this one, we had his, uh, his slave friend, um, and she was told not to go on the trip at all. Um, 
With this one, it was like, everyone was like, bruh, you're disgusting. Uh, don't treat her like that. But she kind of understood that was like her uh, position. And it was a lot of understanding. But what we got from this was that he was, uh, he's he's a battle addict. Uh, she's a battle addict. Uh, the hero girl got cursed. The MCU who works with curses and does them. Uh, like, Child's Play is very bloody. It was an awesome episode. And I was very happy. Um with with what went on uh and i'm excited for next week's episode that's for sure <sighs> guys you're putting me off get out the fucking document <laughs> seriously <laughs> oh, no, I'm, just, I'm confused what's, what's happening like, i can't i can't read my notes when i see more notes being added <laughs> don't know about there's no notes being added it's all in your imagination really so they're, they're literally all all typing in in there we go that's better uh, so guys, moving on to the Misfit of Demon King Academy Season 2. Oh gosh, what have I got to uh, say about this? It was a mid-story episode, I can't even lie. It was great action, but I was, just, uh, I was impressed with the graphics, but I thought that the episode uh, ultimately tried to hit and miss. Um, but other than that, you know, it was... it was uh, Just give us more. Like, Season 2, I expected so much more from you. You're really not impressing me this season? Come on. I'm being abused, guys. No, you're not. You're, you're, giving, you're doing an anime review. That's all. Sorry, what were you saying, Mike? But I, I can't. Moving on after that one, guys. We have Chilling My 30s after getting fired from the Demon King's army. And for this one... Guys, please stop. <laughs> oh, God. You're ruining everything. Calamity. Okay. Chilling... No, yeah, just in my 30s. The red eye guy keeps getting berated by everyone for firing Dariel, as his father did so well when Dariel kept close. Old Hunter's being cocky because he's a higher rank. Nor I realizing he's just done more quests. Uh, is not a measure of power, but experience and time, too. Dariel petitions a good demon, and it's nice to see some humans accepting him, demon. <coughs> I hope to see more. Uh, but honestly, this anime isn't as good as I was expecting it to be so far. Uh, I'm kind of underwhelmed. So what was the next one then? Oh, I fucking hate you both right now. What? what? I'm just sitting here quietly I'm listening to your news. Shut the fuck up. I know you're not. <laughs> oh, now that's just offensive. You don't tell your co-host to shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. <coughs> 780,000 gold uh, in another world from my retirement. Uh, we saw her open her first store this week with three cat guild clicks. Uh, and of course they're all other world the items they sell for an absolute fortune. It was an interesting episode uh, about setting up the shop and the money they made, but little else in the way of plot progression and new characters. Again, another anime I expected to be good that hasn't been as good as I want it to be, but it's been alright. Um, again, not a lot to say, other than I, I hope it does better next week. <coughs> <coughs> now, don't only miss Nagatoro's second attack. This episode was a parallel to the last one. Uh, she went over his house this time uh, to look after him as he was unwell. Um, she saw his room for the first time. Uh, they end up holding hands at one point because they're messing around and get caught by the friends. Uh, so they try and play it off as a judo move. Uh, we see somebody as quite a plain room in comparison to uh, our, our main character. Um, and Nagator want, uh, wanted him to say hi say again after he says it and passes out. And even teases him with a kiss thinking he's faking being asleep. But, and it was really close to a kiss but the mother walked in then. Such a shame. We didn't get it this time, guys. But next time, hopefully, we will. 
Uh, after that though guys, we had a blue lock. And man, Barrow and Nagi can't get along, so it makes it difficult in the matchup with Kunigami, Chigiri and Ryo. Uh We end the episode nil one down. But the next episode should be straight fire. The majority of the episode honestly was foreshadowing. I'm just getting to grips with like the team and where they're going. <sighs> for fuck's sake, you two. But for the most part, <coughs> I enjoyed it. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing more next week. These two bastards are typing in my fucking notepad. I want to just fucking stop. Uh, you, you guys, I will ban you both from the notes. Don't think I won't do it. Okay, I think we should probably explain to everyone what's happening. Lamberty walked into I'm, our notes, guys. I'm, <laughs> okay, I, uh, I'm really sorry. It, it, that was too funny. We were just like, pop. so in the notes, I, we, me and Lam were just adding notes. And just having a conversations with the notes, and it was really throwing my gear off, and it was very funny. Sorry, and by and by, Lamb, I do mean Only Chan to give him his true title. I, I, feel, I feel like we've put Mike off to the point where he can't, he can't recover anymore. I, I just, I, I, have got no words. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off with your SEO bridge bullshit, Lamsey. I know you can hear me. That's so Be funny. gone. Yeah, there was the last few did get a little bit sped up, so I apologise, everyone. Um, we will definitely, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely make up to, I'll definitely make it up to people. I'll, I'll think of something for next week to apologise for those last couple of reviews getting a bit sped up. They, that, that was too funny, though. <laughs> just started winding him up. It started as a normal conversation, just talking to each other, and then suddenly it. <laughs> It just descended into madness. I love it. This is why I love this job. We just like we just mess with Mike. <sighs> you fucking assholes. <laughs> right. Well, guys, I I have tallied up the Twitter and the Discord, so I know, I know. Oh, I have I haven't looked at the Discord yet. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going up to the Discord. Um, uh, let me have a look. Now, bearing in mind, it's actually uh, a two-four uh, in the Discord. I put the thumbs up for the. Um, star in the chat not for myself whereas i can see you voted for yourself on yours yes yeah, so if you voted for yourself then it's a two four in the discord and we had you always vote for yourself it's fine yeah it's a two four in the discord and then if i scroll down on twitter da, 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 why do you post so much shit there we go <laughs> uh, and then, and then but... vex vex voted for light also over on twitter so that was a two five to light all right so to quickly explain to those who are here, uh, essentially we did character versus character last week. Unfortunately, we didn't have one for this week. Um, it was between Light Yagami and uh, Maximilian Pegasus. Uh, we, you guys, were voting for the uh, president of the uh, Weekly Anime Nation. We need a better name for it, but it's an anim it's the Anime Nation. We'll call it for now. Uh, and basically, <clears throat> they are now the president. In the future, we'll do. We'll be doing others that are part of the nation. We'll do so much aren't. So there we are. So that's yeah. So light Yagami one. That was Mike's. Mike wins this week. Uh, I don't. Uh, next week we'll have another one prepped. Uh, we'll, we'll try and, we'll and do get... a bigger one next week, guys. We'll, we'll think of something bigger. Than the time. I don't know. We'll think of something. Uh, Star wants you to read it and do the voice. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can. I can. Okay. Okay, but I need to I need to see first how easy you threw it over. For fuck's sake, Lamancy, I hate you so much this stream. Genuinely, first the notepad and now this. So for those, for, before before I do anything, 
before I do no, anything, what Lambency has done here... We have been graced by Onichan for this, he's, for the ending of the podcast. He's put the SEO abridged thing into the chat. Now, I used to be obsessed with SEO abridged. I used to read it out a lot uh, to, to, to some friends. And that's what this is being referenced here. Lambency, I hate you right now. This oh, you love me. Shut up. You can silence me, but you can't silence the truth. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Activate ad blocker? Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. Oh dear me! And you know I will. <laughs> well, I've got good news. There's no need to worry who your god is. He's right here, <laughs> yeah. and he's fresh That's out of mercy. <laughs> For you see, long ago, this pebble was forged in the fiery pits of Tartarus by the grand blacksmith Lucifer himself. In a time before the world began, hey, there were Dan pigs. Blacksmith. That... You know, what? Uh, I tried. What's a, what's a I tried. Blacksmith? I was interrupted. I apologize. What's a grand blacksmith? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, guys, go watch Silver Bridge if you haven't already. It's me, mine and Lamb's thing. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> My sandwich. It was innocent. Was innocent. Balls deep. Sixty-nine. <laughs> they. I go by many names. The chocolate axe. But you could call me Tiffany. Tiffany, uh, that's a manly name. <laughs> it shouldn't be. It it's shouldn't a girl's be. name. It's a woman's name. I, uh, I don't know how to talk to you. <laughs> Good, then you can shut up and listen. <laughs> oh, this is really descending into chaos. I love it. Oh, fuck me. No, thank no, you. No, thanks. You're not I my type, but, but I appreciate the offer. We both have I will happily here. move into a different yeah, voice yeah. call to escape you both. That's fine. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we need, we've got a show to put back on the rails. That's fine. I'm the one getting paid here, not you. Wait, what? Sorry, what? Nothing. Carry on. So yeah, guys, unfortunately, we don't have a character versus character this week. Um, <laughs> but what we do have is the mighty pe pebble of pig smiting. Oh, wait. No, hang on. The mighty pebble of pig smiting. Oh, you see... Long ago, this pebble was forged in the fiery pits of Tartarus by the grand blacksmith of Lucifer himself. In a time before the world began, there were pigs that roamed the world of Aincrad. They took what they pleased and did what they wanted. The humans tried to survive, but the pigs were too powerful. Then a man stood against the hogs. His name was well, not a him, it's a her. Her name was Akane. Lucifer crafted this mighty weapon for Akane, and she threw it over and over again. The hogs ran from the battlefield as Sophie threw the pebble, striking many of them down. But there were too many. After returning home to Sophie, she trained hard and set, to set off to find Beacon. She killed hog after hog looking for him. One little piggy spilled and told her when he was. She made bacon into bacon. Are you done? Wait, did you save him? Ha <laughs> ha! Poor lamb. There we go. You yes. can that as well. Oh no, Star wants to smite lamb from the episode. He's just gone on a tirade. Oh. One sec. You can't hear us. Just... <laughs> I was just checking. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake, this episode. This, this is really. This is really Wait, gone can off we, the rails. Can we do this? <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest, mate. I was already hovering over the button. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Oh no! This is this is chaos, guys. What have we done? It's 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 <laughs> is this is, is this gonna get cut from the Spotify edition? Probably. This is what happens when you watch us live. You just get to see us just bully each other. 
Yep. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <sighs> oh, this is great. I'm totally lost. I'm, I've, I've lost everything. Oh, he's back. Okay, then we, be we better release him from his chains. Are you going <laughs> to behave? In my own Discord! Dab oh, in my defense, oh, Dab server oh, meeting you first. The audacity! <laughs> the audacity to do that to me in my own Discord! Well, you did talk about the parable of pig smiting. And, and to be fair, the chat did recommend to have you smited. So we smited you. It was for the content, lamb. Oh, I can't believe. I can't believe you did this! <laughs> what? Right, I've lost where I am now, guys. The, the show's derailed. I think, they I, fucked I, it. I think, I think we're on an anime review. I don't know. Hate you all. I think we're recommend an anime. I hate you all. <laughs> right, I have anime recommendations. I've written them in. The first one is So I'm a Spider. So what? And honestly, I never thought I'd watch this, let alone recommend it to you, but it was good. So here you fucking go. So all of that's getting cut, right? <laughs> oh dear. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. So that was So I'm a Spider, So What. It's a Crunchyroll original, uh, Isekai, very much like uh, uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. So a classroom gets destroyed, uh, and every single one of them are reborn. Uh, most of them are reborn into humans of quite high wealth and authority. One was reborn into a dragon, and one was born into a spider. Now. I'll be straight with you guys. I'm going to show you the reason why I started watching this. <coughs> it was simply because I know that there is a human form for So I'm a Spider So Well. Uh, called Arachne, ironically enough. And I was happy enough to go ahead and watch it because they have a human form. And you know what? It's cool. I like it. Yeah, we all know he's into the spider hentai. Shut the fuck up. He says to the arachnophobe. So yeah guys, I recommend yeah, you I don't know if we'll get another season, but I hope we do. And it's a great watch. <coughs> uh, what's the other anime I recommended? I can't even remember today. Uh, I, I, I don't even remember where I am right now. Uh, Rocker, Braves of the Six Flowers trailer. Yeah, well, it's quite a decent show from what I remember. So here's the trailer for you. <laughs> ロクマイの花の紋章が浮かぶ。立ち向かい。地上最強の男、アドレットマイヤだ。ピエナ国第一王女。約束の通り、ご一緒しましょう。私は一人で魔人と戦う。あなたはあなたで勝手にして。<
あれが俺たちの合流地点だ行くぞロッカの勇者この中に一人敵がいる There's only two things left for us to do.、Uh, one of them being the webtoon,、uh, and finally, then the news. Well, get to the fucking webtoon, then, asshole. You... I'm gonna get to the webtoon. God, if you weren't so distracted, I would have gotten to this like an hour ago, man. God, come on, professional. Pay attention.、Uh, so, for those of you who, who've been with us for this、It's、month,、uh, you'll know that the,、um, the webtoon that I've been discussing this month has been returned to player.、Uh, Goodreads,、uh, kind of, is East Kai again. Uh, you know, I think a star, I think, said、uh, they were reading some of it and they've gotten some distance through. If you remember how far you've gotten through, let me know.、Uh, I can talk to you a bit about that.、Uh, like I said before, it's, it's, a great,、uh, it's a great show. A great show, great webtoon.、Um, like I said, Isekai formula,、uh, character, only surviving person of humanity gets the option to do a second playthrough, takes it, and uh, uh, and basically then、uh, gets to try and save everybody. But obviously things change. He doesn't know, he doesn't completely know the future because his every action he has、uh, causes a different reaction than last time.、Um, So it's good. It's, I've been enjoying it.、Um, I've enjoyed it up to where I am at the moment. In fact, the most recent episode came out、uh, like、two days ago, I think, following,、um, following him essentially doing like a mini quest,、uh, which is certainly quite an interesting one. I'd be intrigued to see how this one ends up playing out.、Um, but I'm very much in,、uh, I would very much highly recommend it. It's a good read.、Uh, the art style is different to what the normal art style of things are, especially on webtoons. But, you know, if you can overlook that, and to be honest, I think the art style really fits it anyway. So, you know, if the art style isn't a problem for you, definitely worth a read. If, if, it's, if you're not sure on the art style, give it a shot. See if the story's good enough to win you over, because I think it is. Yeah, I, I, I highly agree.、Yeah. I highly agree. So let's conclude with the news. Um, um, just quickly before we do the news, just to、um, give a bit more of an explanation. Oh, yeah, yeah.、Uh, next, uh, next week、uh, will be the start of February. It'll be the first episode of February. So there will be a different webtoon I'll start discussing next month.、Uh, so, do, like I've said before, I'll do one a month and we'll talk about it for the whole month. So,、uh, the next one will, next week, it will be a different one. So, make sure you read as much as you can of what I've we've spoken about this month. Get ready for the new one next month. It's going to be a good one. And actually, quite interestingly, the one that I'm recommending next month is one that's completely finished. The full ending has been had, there is no more. So, it's got,、um, so, you know, definitely it's going to be a good one to read. And finally, the news! The news! There's not a lot this week, guys. Obviously, we've gone through most of the events, so the news is dying down a little bit. <clears throat> so, first up, we have the Seven Deadly Sins Four Nights of the Apocalypse anime teaser trailer. It's going to be done by Telecom Animation Film, is scheduled for 2023. So, a little bit about this, guys, as I am really hyped for this. Now, if you go into Netflix, there's a film on at the moment for Seven Deadly Sins about Meliodas' son. 
Um, it also features Barn's son, and it features everyone growing up. Now, for those of you who have not read the manga, Four Nights of the Apocalypse follows a different main character. Um, they're still following the troop of, you know, Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, you guys can kind of see what's happening here. The main character isn't a son of any of the um, main characters from Seven Deadly Sins. However, other Knights of the Apocalypse are children of the Seven Deadly Sins. Now, it's very good. Uh, the manga has done well so far, surprisingly, because spin-off mangas don't usually, you know, a lot of the time. Boruto, I'm looking at you. Um, don't, don't do the greatest. So, praying that we get some good animation. Please don't be like a certain season from Seven Deadly Sins. You all know what I'm talking about there. And, um... Yeah, let's get hyped for that, guys, because it's going to be awesome. After that, we had a new visual for My Home Hero anime. It is scheduled for April 2023. Uh, it looks kind of interesting. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what that's about. Uh, Ayaka, which is going to be an original anime, is scheduled for 2023 by Studio Blanc. Uh, good studio there, so I've got no more information on that, really. Uh, sadly, guys, Ayakashi Triangle Episode 5 has been postponed due to the impact of COVID-19. It seems it's hitting up over in Japan a little bit again. Sad news there. Now, good net, good anime on Netflix, guys. Record of Ragnarok Season 2 Part 1 Episodes 1 to 10 is scheduled for January 26th, which means it's out and I still haven't seen it. Uh, go and give it a watch, guys. Season 1 was a blast. Uh, I, I actually dropped off it, to be honest. Really? Uh, I did. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was very good. Uh, it, but it wasn't quite for me, you know? That's I gave it, I think, enough. about maybe four or five episodes. Uh, and I just, I just didn't have that desire to keep watching it. I, I wouldn't say anything bad about it, but it just didn't grab me. I've had other friends rave about it. I, I know it's good. I can appreciate it's good, but it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Um, we got Skip and Loafer anime show of 2023. Looks like a slice of life, if you ask me. Now, Hajime Isa Isayama confirms again that there are no plans to write an Attack on Titan sequel. Sadly. But he is working on something else. And lastly, uh, we had an anime teaser trailer for a six-episode anime coming worldwide on Netflix called Gamera. Uh, interested to know what that's going to be about. Netflix hitting us up with some uh, anime, which is uh, nice to see. So, that's it for the news. Uh, what happened to the end of the show? May I don't... I just don't ask. I don't know. I don't know. Chaos is what happened. Yeah, apparently. And that is why I'm here. Every now and again, chaos will happen. <laughs> no, it, it did go a little bit off the rails. I thought I had a great time. I had a blast. It was really funny. Uh, inevitably, that's going to get cut from like these, uh, presumably the Spotify releases and the other releases. Um, <coughs> um, if, if this bit, what I'm saying now, stays in, uh, where we, where we uh, discuss the chaos that happened Comes earlier. Twitch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, go go to Twitch, or I know we're on Rumble as well. Uh, we're probably on a few other places. Uh, definitely watch us live. You get to see the unedited version where the chaos does happen. And it happens. Oh, oh did it happen this time? It was all right, laugh. Uh, obviously, don't don't forget to uh, check out uh, the... Or keep an eye on the Twitter uh, for any updates. Uh, don't forget to join the Discord to know when we've got upcoming events. You can chat to us there. Also, that's where we do the polls. Uh, for character, character and the like uh, and obviously check out the website for all of your uh, gaming anime and shopping needs yeah so guys we will be back next week on Monday the 6th uh, I'm going to try and make up next week a little bit special uh, I haven't had a chance to speak to Dab or even Lamb about this yet because the following week on the uh, 13th 13th 
Uh, I will, at the very least, um, I'm not sure if this means the show won't go ahead, but likely uh, will not be here because I'm going to be working on a slightly different project for the show uh, for that week because, as I'm sure a lot of you are aware if you follow me on Twitter or amongst other things, Hogwarts Legacy does release next week. So I intend to be doing a review and writing up that and blitzing through that from uh, Wednesday next week so that gives me five days uh to get through that which means i'm pretty much not gonna have much time to watch my shows that's why i'm not gonna be doing the monday the 13th uh i don't know if i'll be here then if that's the case uh if i am here we'll get limited reviews um it's we'll always, see i'm sure we can think of some stuff it's to always good to have a break as well guys we've we've been we've been going at this it's good to give us a little bit of a refresh and come back nice and strong and i'm looking forward to getting you that guys that content out get you guys that review out and uh, it's been something i've definitely been uh, planning in well at least in my head for, yeah, for well, a while and I'm, that certainly sounds interesting well I'm, yeah there'll there'll definitely be something on the 13th um i'll probably do something we can uh, don't know what yet but we'll figure it out why not it's all good we'll, though we'll uh, something out. yeah you'll be playing the um uh, uh, oh, what's it called? Be careful! Uh, be careful! Oh, that's completely gone. No, 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 no. you'll you'll just be a you're just a griffin whore. That's what you are. <laughs> I'm a griffin whore. Okay. Well, let me know when I can when I can slither in into your chamber of secrets, make you Hufflepuff like a little griffin whore you are. Don't, and don't you mean my? Don't you been slither into my Dumble drawers? I mean, I can do that as well. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do a condensed show. We can. Oh, I know we can do the thirteenth. We can do the Let's Bully Mikey po uh, podcast. There you go. Sorted. All done. Oh, re really, really, guys. Yeah, really. really. It's gonna really. be great. Well, if if Lamb thinks of any other content that does not revolve around me watching anime for that for that period, uh, then then maybe we can see what we can do. But I will not be doing at the very least the anime reviews on the 13th simply because I will not have the time. Oh, no, it's um, fine. You won't be here. It'll just be me and Lamb just talking, well, like, just yeah, talking about you for two hours. Shit, you know, yeah, okay, guys. My resignation yeah. will be on your desk, Lamb. I enjoy picking up all the shows, mate. Uh, if you Wait, Lamb's got a desk? <laughs> not much of Where's one. Where's my mate. desk? Not much of one. Oh, it's in front of me and my computer's on it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just here in front of me. Uh, but no, guys, in, in all seriousness, uh, yeah, that's, that's something I feel passionate about and want to do. Uh, I really... Uh, you can't put in your two weeks. <laughs> I already put in my... <laughs> um, I really... Right, the... As I'm in charge of the show, let's go. I... Titties and hookers. I really hope you guys stick around for the next episode coming up after mine. Uh, I will I will be around. Mm -hmm. I am very much excited for that. Uh, I'm very envious of Vex. Lucky, lucky son of a bitch. Uh, but I will be asking away questions in chat, I am sure. So, guys, if you haven't already, please check out the website. Um, you know, there's all sorts here. Come and take a look. Come and take a browse. Catch up with the ep last yesterday's episode. Vex is the one who secured this interview. So it's going to be very exciting to see. And uh, I'm, I'm hyped to, uh, to to take a watch. So we'll we'll see what happens. In the meantime, yep. guys. Thanks for coming. That's, and that's, we love you all. Have we, a good one. We do. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Love it.